Hey, when does the show start? It's time for four hours of intellectually immature nonsense. What's this monkey business going on today? This is The Bailey Show. Okay, let's do this. The BS. Let's go, you dumb idiots. With Bailey. I, I say I'm an idiot all the time if I screw up. Nikki D. She's Nikki D. She's an influencer. Hey. <laughs> Nelson. Classic Nelson. This choked when the pressure was on. Son of The Bailey Show. Yeah, right. there it is, Monday, the 5th day of February 2024. Hope you had a great weekend. Thanks for being here. My name's Jason Bailey. Good morning. No Nikki D as she's traveling back from the Grammys. Uh, last night, there is Nelson. Good morning, Nelson. Good morning. Uh, Kyle, still not here. Hope he's okay traveling on those roads. There's Dougie T. Dougie Good T. Hey there. Uh, and your phone number, 916-909-0985. You can also use that to get on the text machine, although here in the next four hours I won't check it. Uh, not because I'm being rude, it's just because I don't know how. Without Nikki D, I don't know how to check the text machine. We're lost. <laughs> yeah, so there's a lot of things. I didn't realize when you, lose, uh, when you have such a small show like this, when you lose one person, how much you don't know how to do. <laughs> you got this part, though. Yeah, we got that. You got that part. So, Great. So if, if, if you, here's the deal. If you do text the show, can you call us and tell us what you text us <laughs> so we can play that? <laughs> that would be that'd be helpful. Oh, my God. Uh, give us a like, share, follow on the social at Listen to the BS. We'll start the live stream here at 7 a.m. on the BS and 98 Rock Facebook pages, the uh, podcast anytime you want, on the Odyssey app, thebaileyshow.com, or on our YouTube channel at The Bailey Show. So closer to uh, 8 o'clock, we'll get, uh, what generally speaking, for today mm-hmm. – We've got Pat. So this is cool because I remember talking with the fellows over at uh, Sacramento Screen Park when we went out there for Halloween and we had such a great time, such a great time. And they were like, you know, we do this again for Valentine's Day. Do you want to do something? I was like, absolutely. So we'll have passes for the Valentine's Day haunt at Sacramento Screen Park. And uh, we'll have uh, we'll have those passes close at eight o'clock. So we'll have a couple of those to give to you. I don't know what they do for Valentine's Day, but if it's anywhere near as good as what they did for Halloween, it's awesome. Because I, I kid you not, I'm not just saying this because you know we've developed a relationship with them and we get passes and on stuff. It was one of the coolest, if not coolest, haunted houses I've ever been to. I mean, these guys and girls went over the top. Too much. Yeah, yeah, too much for not Nelson. Much. I would say too much. In fact, maybe just stay home if you're easily scared or uh, prone to maybe soiling yourself. This is probably not the place for you. Nelson was scary. Nelson was not a fan. Very scary. That was the whole bit because he gets scared and all that stuff. (laughs) Very scary. They do it upright. Anyway, so look, uh, storms are still here. So I know you got it in headlines coming up, but God almighty. Like, what was that? They say move to California. The weather's great. Uh (laughs) What was that yesterday? Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. Like, so I've got, you know, uh, this is the plus of not having a big backyard, right? You don't have much cleanup. Right. But, but I, you know, I have a, a, you know, just a little cheapo TV. I have this little awning, you know, with the the hollow metal, you know, poles or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I thought I was being Mr. Do It Yourself, you know, when I, when I moved into this house in Roseville and I'd taken, you know, I'd screwed it into the metal and did everything I was supposed to do. It was sturdy. And uh, this wind yesterday just ripped it all off. Oh, man. Just ripped the entire television, 
with the 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 thing you know you put on the thing right yeah um the, the mount. mount yeah the mount mm-hmm. just ripped it all off ripped off uh, I have a sunshade that goes over my you know big green egg and grilling area that part of it was into the metal Pfft, ripped it out wow you know so it's not I mean that's not bad right yeah. it's just a little bit of this I'm sure most of you if not a you know like it your fence is down. You know, trees. God God forbid yep. a tree fell on your car or on your house. Hopefully oh. no one was injured. I haven't seen any injuries. Just seen a lot of power outages. But uh, that was pretty nasty, i got to yeah. tell you. And it's still it going bad. on today, and it's supposed to go on, like, throughout the rest of the week, right? Right. Most of today's going to be pretty rough. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> excuse me. Be careful. Be careful. You know what What I was thinking of? Because I have yet to go over the Bay Bridge. I'm not a bridge. Uh, or, or mm. Yeah, the, the Gold Gate Bridge. Right. Mm-hmm. I am not a bridge guy. I'm a, do they shut it down when the winds are that bad? I, you know, I would imagine they would have to if it gets really bad. But I don't really? think I didn't. I didn't hear about it getting shut down yesterday. Yeah, because in Maryland you have the Bay Bridge and the Chesapeake Bay Bridge. It's mm-hmm. scary, scary bridge, right? They shut it down because they've actually had in the past. You get a box truck up there, and you get big gusts, especially that elevation. They've had box trucks flip over the bridge. Wow. Well, they've got the Bay Bridge, too, to Oakland from San Francisco. So, like, that's the other thing. You think San Francisco, if you're not from here, all you think is Golden Gate. But they got two huge bridges there. Not a bridge fan. So, I'm a, I, I don't know if they shut it down or what. I haven't been over it. But I was thinking about whoever was dry. You know, I was thinking about that scene from Full House. You know, when they're. Uh-huh. And I'm like. <laughs> they sure didn't shoot that on a day like this weekend. No. <laughs> I can tell you that. So. Right. We, we got Grammys, got something new uh, on Netflix. We got Costco scaring people. We got all kinds of stuff, uh, the passing of Carl Weathers. So a lot of good stuff to uh, discuss here this morning. But, Nelson, you mm-hmm. had a very, very exciting weekend. Yeah, it was uh, it was very up and down, the emotions, as I got to watch my daughter and I got on tape score her first basket in basketball. Now, how many games is she in? She's been in three games so far. And she hasn't scored yet? No, she has not scored yet. This is her fourth. This was her fourth game, actually. Is there a reason why she hasn't scored a basket in four games? Um, she's got the ball. That's you would think, but with the Y, thankfully, they everybody gets rotated in. Okay. Um, she's. I don't know. The basketball is probably her sport. That's good to identify that. Uh huh. Yeah, like she <laughs> is. I think she's going to be real big into cheer. Okay. Okay. I think maybe like a softball might be a good spot for her because then she gets to talk, you know, while you're in the the dugout. But then once you're out in your individual positions, you can't really move around, so you can't get close to talk to anybody else. So why is basketball not her sport? Because she's too busy, like, chopping it up with the people on on the court and not really realizing where to go, even though I'm constantly being like, get under the hoop, get under the hoop. And finally, we had a breakthrough. When you're under the hoop, the ball comes to you more, and then you get that glory, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, she also um, wasn't ejected, but I think she would have been ejected <laughs> like in any like real sport, if this wasn't why sports. Because she got a good rebound, but she was too far under the basket, and then she traveled trying to get herself a shot, and she was upset that she got called on traveling, and then she launched the ball. She did a bounce pass, but she launched it at the ref, and it came up in the ref's face. And Oh, she got mad at the ref and hit him with the basketball. Uh huh. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So then she didn't. She sat out the rest of the game. So it seems to me that your daughter has some aggression that she needs to get out. Why don't you try wrestling? I thought about Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Actually, I was gonna. I was thinking about getting her into that. Well, you know, so that you know the 
the mixed martial arts, not that I know because I'm uh-huh. not, I'm not done those things, but what I've seen people do, I know people in it and all that stuff. It's going to teach your discipline. That's right? what I'm hoping. Right. So you're looking for okay, so that that's good. Like uh-huh. that's the that, that's what I would tell any parent with a kid that's got anger problem. Like that's what we did with our son. You know, we put mm-hmm. him in MMA and was like, get it all out there. Right. And and go be a tough guy and watch you get your ass kicked. <laughs> And then come back with a little humility. Right. You know, but if it's just aggression she's trying to get out, you know, maybe a football. They have chick football, right, with pads? Yeah. 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 So they got girl football with pads. Um, yeah, she needs to get out some aggression. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, the the fighting stuff is good. I mean, it's not about, you know, just like if you watch Karate Kid. It's, it's, it's why, why do you know karate? So I don't have to fight. Right. You know, so that kind of stuff. So Life lessons, good. right? Life lessons. Exactly. Well, any sport, you know. I'm a big fan of organized sports. So mm-hmm. any sport, if your heart's into it and you're willing to, you know, if you've got a good coach, you know, if you've got a good coach, right, then you're going to, you're going to learn a lot. I saw a, you know, that whole thing with that, that, that idiot that was trying to pass the ban on, on football for under 12 here in California. Uh-huh. And, I, and I saw, an, I, I didn't read it, but I just saw the title. It was an op-ed piece on the, on the sack Bay of, and it was very misleading, but that's an op-ed piece, you know. So it was like, how football, you know, did this to my ten-year-old or something like that. It was a story about a kid, I'm assuming, that got injured playing football, and and that's a very sad situation. But football didn't do that to your kid, mm-hmm. you know. You got to understand, it's like there's a lot of different things that go into that. It's you first and foremost <clears throat> agreeing that it's okay, so you have mm-hmm. to take some of the responsibility, right, mm-hmm. and then. When you get into the game, how is the coaching? It's all about the coaching. And a lot of times you won't get the greatest coaching because there's not a lot of money. So it'll just be like, hey, Bill's dad played freshman year in high school. (laughs) Right. And he doesn't have a job right now. (laughs) So we'll give him free gift cards to said restaurant. If he can, you know, spare a couple hours out of his day. And Bill's, Bill's dad doesn't know a damn thing about football. Nope. So that's the problem is it comes down to do you have the right people in the right places and people, businesses, organizations and so on and so forth have a tendency to skip that step. And mm-hmm. it's all it's all based off of money. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, you just try to find somebody who can you know do it. You're looking for a warm body, right? Well, my freshman year at that point, yeah. my freshman year in high school, it was exactly that scenario. It was this dude's dad. <laughs> Was our football coach, you I know, for that. JV, and we had four plays, and it was the same four plays on Tecmo Bowl. <laughs> That's a true story. He knew nothing. He knew nothing about football. And you know what? I started. I started the first game of the season, and then every game after that. Do you want to know why? Not why? because I was talented. I never played football in my life. That was my first year playing football. I had no idea what I was doing. I knew nothing about the game. I knew nothing about the positions. But the guy that was supposed to start had some kind of issue, some kind of medical issue, <laughs> and he couldn't play. So they just I was the next tallest guy there. <laughs> <laughs> right place, right time, baby. Yeah, like I was sitting there just kind of like And he was like, Bailey, you're starting this week. <laughs> starting what? Why? Because you're the next biggest guy in line. Starting what? I was like, okay, cool, coach. But anyway, that's good for your kid. Yeah. 
You should celebrate that. I hope you went out and got ice cream or something. Yeah, no, we didn't. And I did, unfortunately, I didn't get her trying to just take the ref's head off on camera, but I did get the, the first basket. So we'll remember that and we'll not so much focus on the first ejection. Yeah, the internet would like to have seen the latter. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. I know I would have. <laughs> All right. Uh, we will get to the Grammys here at the end of this hour. Uh, it is not a coincidence that things pair up nicely like Lionel Richie on the Grammys and so on and so forth because they just released a new documentary on Netflix called The Greatest Night in Pop about We Are the World and the making of it. And I got to tell you, if you're looking for something, it's a quick watch, but what you'll learn in this documentary will blow your mind. One thing in particular, we'll discuss that here in a minute. Hang on. Looking for something new to shortly binge? Well, The Greatest Night in Pop, which is the documentary currently on Netflix about We Are the World, putting it together. I mean, we were talking about that the other week, right? Nelson was like mm-hmm. celebrating, what was it 30 years, some odd years, something like that? Just shy, right? We thought we were 29. 29 years. Yeah, you think they'd wait, right? Maybe another right. year to put I know they've got a doc that came out years ago and stuff like that, but I got to tell you, uh, this is good. Really, really good. It's about an hour and a half long, just one episode, and it 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 it's chronologically details how it came up, the struggle. I mean, quickly within an hour and a half, because there's a lot that went into this. Now, for those that don't know, you know, almost thirty years ago, um, Lionel Richie and Quincy Jones uh, got with the biggest pop stars rock star artists you know the music was different 30 years ago right it wasn't mm-hmm. you know there, it was just a lot there, there wasn't so much compartmentalizing of everything and um and so they, they they were able to gather all these artists in a room right after the american music awards right which and, was unheard of absolutely yeah never will they be able to do something like this ever again yeah, right and it was all really just off of relationships so i kind of think in my head I was like, okay, it was so well organized that they popped in to the studio. Was it AMM, AM, or some of the studios mm-hmm. that you know? They, they just popped in. They did their line. They all sat there. They were in and out. They were there until like seven a.m. the next day. Right. Not all of them, but you know, some of them, like Bruce Springsteen, uh, Bob Dylan. They were there until seven a.m. the next day because first they did the chorus, and then you know some of them went rogue. Stevie Wonder <laughs> namely went rogue. He wanted to do We Are the World in Swahili. And he was ar- he was arguing <laughs> oh my God. about how it was needed until so, you know, but you know, Quincy Jones and Lionel Richie uh and Michael Jackson, let me don't leave me Michael Jackson out. They were like they were these like kind of moderators with all these egos, even right. though they had a science that checked the ego at the door, and they're like, they don't speak Swahili, Stevie. <laughs> So they had to convince him. That, so they ended up putting a different line in We Are the World to make him happy. And I forget. It was like there, there's a certain section where they kind of do a la-da-da, like something African-esque, uh-huh. where it made him feel like it, it had more of a vibe, you know? <laughs> Waylon Jennings walked out when that conversation started. He's like, man, I don't speak Swahili. I don't know what this guy's talking about. And you see him on camera literally just walk out and leave. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody tries to stop him either. Nope. 
He's just like, okay, one down. You know, it's not Sounds bad if it's me. just one down, that kind of thing. But the, <laughs> the work that Michael Jackson put into this, like it just gives you a newfound respect for somebody. Even at that time, he was a huge deal, right? I mean, yes. he was breaking into his solo career, but he, no pun intended, popped, you know, at that year. And he skipped the American Music Awards. So there was that rivalry between him and Prince. And right. and and instead of going and being seen and being a part of all the glam, as you saw last night with the Grammys, he stayed behind to pretty much help produce. It wasn't about him. He wanted to make sure that all the artists and everything went as, as planned as possible. Yes, he was meticulous. That's a, the great, way that he, that's a great word. Yep. Yes, the way he would set things up, and he did not treat this as it was anything less than his own. This might as well have been a world tour for him. He wanted to make sure that every little piece was perfect. And so it, 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 it documents how they got everybody. So when you have the power of – now, Lionel Richie had power. He had juice, even though he was just starting his solo career. Mm-hmm. But he came from Motown, and he came from, from that community and, of course, the Commodores. So mm-hmm. he was already very well respected in the music world. Quincy Jones, obviously very well respected in the music world. They had Harry Belafonte there, very well respected. So when you start kind of cashing in favors – with friends like that, then other people are like, well, of course I want to kind of be a part of that. But then there were the kind of outsiders that the um, the administrative workers within Quincy Jones's office was trying to put together. Mm-hmm. So they were like, there was a debate on either Madonna or Cindy Lauper. Right. I don't know why you couldn't have had both. Yeah. Right. But it was a debate. Like one person wanted Madonna, the other person wanted Cindy Lauper. They ended up going with Cindy Lauper, which has, in my opinion, a very memorable part in We Are the World. Yep. No yes. question. Right. You know, would Madonna have had that? Maybe. I don't know. You know, S- Cindy does. So, like, you wonder what if, like, who was at? It doesn't talk about who was asked and didn't show. It just talks about who was other, asked and did show. Other than right. Prince, right? That the whole Prince story. So that's the int- and I actually have in my inbox right now an opportunity to get Sheila E on the ah. show, and I think I'm going to do it. Wow, yes. So Sheila E was, you know, Sheila E was part of Prince in the New Revolution. She was part of his band, also also a love interest and all that stuff. Right. Prince just loved Sheila E. And Sheila E. performed that night at the American Music Awards. So she was part of the crew that ended up in the studio afterwards. And she says on this, this is like the only kind of negative negative about the documentary. Right. She admits that she feels like she was being used because they constantly kept asking her to get, you know, is Prince coming? Is Prince coming? Is Prince coming? Mm-hmm. Which, you know, Prince, obviously a big deal at the time. Prince will always be a big deal. He's one of the biggest and best artists of all time. There's no doubt about it. Uh, but they're like, it's like three in the morning and she's calling him and he's like, what's going on over there? You know, should I pop by? Like, <laughs> it was like what? so nonchalant. Like, what? should I be a part of history? You know, maybe it's not going to yeah. be a part. Of, but he, you know, he was your typical star, you know, your yes. pop star. Very arrogant, very me and, you know, and all that kind of stuff. So, like, by 5 a.m., he, like, no-shows, and Sheila E. did her part. She had no chorus. She had no single part. So she dips. 
She's like, she just felt like she was being used. I'm out. And yeah, she's like, I'm out. Uh, but the way they put it together is very, very, I mean, I, I could sit here and talk more about it, but just go and watch it. It's really, really good. It like, it, it, the, the, what I got when it was all said and done was, you know, kind of like what we did with the bit the other week about if you were to replace, who would you replace with of the current artist? Uh-huh. There's no way that you could do that today. There's just no way. Not a chance. I don't, I, I actually, I don't think there's a way you could do it. That uh, that way, I don't think you could do it that way. Now with technology, you could do it. But- sure, and they kind of have to a degree. Like when that, what was that thing that they rolled their eyes on on all those stars because they sang Imagine? Remember that? That was during like, COVID, right? Like Gal, yeah, right. Gal Gadot was a part of it, and like a bunch of other people, and then people just like roasted them over it. Essentially, yeah, they they because all the artists were bored. Right. Yeah. So they, they just Imagine they just learned how, how to use Zoom, and they had their buddy hook up a roadcaster <laughs> and a microphone. Well, my favorite part about the documentary was when Prince didn't show. All of a sudden, Huey Lewis had the uh, the solo part. Right. Yeah. And that's Huey good. Huey was panicking, like, "Oh right. my god!" Well, it, a lot of, a lot of them were. I mean, they were they were so like Diana Ross was getting autographs from people that she admired. Because the room was so star-studded, but the people that were star-studded were stars. Right. Right. You know, that room alone, Kenny Rogers, Kenny Loggins, Steve Perry. Bruce uh, Springsteen. Bruce Springsteen, yeah, sure. They were Michael Jackson, Ray Charles. Willie Nelson. There was a, there, there was a, there was a part in there where, like, I think either Stevie Wonder or Ray Charles, one of them was like, I need to use the bathroom. Can somebody show me where it's at? Let's just say for conversation's sake, it was Ray Charles. And Stevie Wonder was like, I know where it's at. I'll show you. <laughs> and they left the room together. And somebody said, well, the blind really does lead the blind. <laughs> <laughs> That's a true story. It's not me just making a blind joke. That's an actual true story. <laughs> so anyway, it's called The Greatest Night in Pop. It's a doc on Netflix. Uh, pretty good if you're looking for something. I've gone through everything, so... Anytime I find something new, I want to bring it to your attention. All right, first round of headlines. Uh, Nikki D is out, coming back from the Grammys. So, Nelson, what you got? Flooding and snowfall is top of mind, especially for our area in uh, California. And what Super Bowl-bound star's dad likes to party? All right, two big stories from today. Your first round of headlines here in a minute. Stand by for news. News, 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 It's time for today's top two. And here we go. First round of headlines. Thanks so much to good guys. Heating and air. 530 good air. Nelson in for Nikki D. Go ahead. Severe weather is striking all throughout California. H1. California is bracing for potentially deadly flooding along its coast. 36 million are at risk for flooding, strong winds, and blizzard-like conditions. The areas most heavily affected start around San Francisco and they go all the way down the coast, south, south, south. So much so that Gavin Newsom, our governor, declared a storm-related state of emergency yesterday and federal forecasters said an atmospheric river of precipitation drawn from waters north of Hawaii is producing a fire hose of rain and snow for the state. Snow to the north of us in the Sierra Nevadas and then throughout the entire state, High winds in upwards of 95 miles per hour and rain, rain, rain. Is this normal, Dougie T? Um, You know what? We've been getting to the last few years, the atmospheric river. It's like at least one or two every winter. You know, I've never heard that term. I've been through hurricanes. I've been Mm -hmm. through tornadoes. I've been through 
minor earthquakes and have never, ever heard the term atmospheric river. They used to call it the Pineapple Express. That's what I saw, too. Right, I was right. like, well, that makes more sense. Yeah. You know, everybody gets high. Truckload of rain. That's what <laughs> you should gets call high. it. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, at least here in Sacramento and Roseville, uh, you know, I was, I was like, okay, you know, you know, go. I went to Home Depot yesterday to buy, you know, something else, and then I see, you know, they're they've got all the stuff for you know sandbags, sandbags and, right? and tarps, and this. I'm like, come on, guys, this is a little silly, right? This is a little bit too much. And uh, you know, like later in the afternoon. It's just the wind started to pick up and start to pick up. It was like, eh, still not all that bad. So I go outside, and there's, like, branches everywhere. And I'm like, how strong are these winds? Right. Strong. And as I told you earlier, I go back to my, you know, small little backyard. My TV's been ripped off the metal posts, and my sunshade's been ripped off the metal posts. I'm like, damn, how strong were these winds? You know, I heard them from inside, and I'm going, God, do I need to be worried about anything? Uh, <laughs> it, it, it was it was a lot sh- I mean, it wasn't catastrophic, but it was a lot stronger than than what I expected. There's no doubt about that. But again, we're on that outside. You know, if you're on the coast, God knows what happened to you. I have no idea. I know that there's like 200 plus thousand people without power, which I was just waiting for. That's why I was like, hurry up, I'm doing my work last night. I was like, <laughs> oh, got to get through this. Got to get. Through. I, you know what I did note? So, is this a thing? Does your is your internet affected by bad weather? God, it shouldn't be, but right, it should not be. But every time I get bad weather, so I'm a cut the cord guy. So I've got like YouTube TV and stuff. Uh-huh. Watching the Grammys last night, it was all jacked up. You know, if I hit pause and tried to go back, the mouths weren't matching the audio, none of that stuff. My internet was bogged down for some reason. I'm going, why? Why every time I get bad weather, isn't it an Xfinity thing? Why is it when I get bad weather, my internet's kind of janky? I wonder if more people are on the system at that point. You know what I mean? Like people who would normally be sleeping or doing something else or out and about during, uh, you know, partying or whatever it might be. There's got to be now, an explanation for it. Right. right and they're, now they're all stuck by the, the, the box there. Yeah. All right. Second story. Well, Patrick Mahomes has found himself in a little bit of trouble. H2. Some super trouble before the Super Bowl for the father of NFL quarterback Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, the quarterback is actually junior. Patrick Mahomes Sr. was arrested for driving while intoxicated in Texas this weekend. It's like his third time, isn't it? Uh, Yes, this is his third time he has been arrested on DUI charges. And it sounds like old Pat Mahomes Sr., he likes to party. His bond has been set at $10,000. He's being held in the Smith County Jail right now still. Uh, Like you said, the third time Mr. Mahomes has been arrested on DWI charges. And he went viral for having some drinks with Raven fans in the parking lot ahead of the AFC Championship game in Baltimore. (laughs) So he will be making the Super Bowl still. I mean, yeah, he should be released today. Mm -hmm. A lot of times if you don't get out over the weekend, that's just because you couldn't get in front of a judge. Right. So I was going to say, well, you know, Trying to make a prop bet that might come into play. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Like, <laughs> do, does does junior need senior at the game? And <laughs> what's what's the history of his win loss if dad's not there and whatnot? You know, if you're the family member of a player that's getting ready to play in the Super Bowl or any championship game, your responsibility is to do absolutely nothing. Yes, leading up to the game, you don't go out in public. 
You don't get behind the wheel of a car. You definitely don't get behind the wheel of a car if you've had any drinks whatsoever. Right. Even right. just one. Even if you smell, even if you walked by a liquor store, right. you shouldn't get behind the wheel of a car. That is no. just bad form. You don't do anything because people are looking. I mean, this guy was wrong, absolutely wrong, and I yes. despise the drunk drivers. But, you know, you you, you got to do it for your kid or your family member or your loved one, whoever's playing in that game. Because they're human beings. That's going to weigh on them somewhere because this is his third one. And, you know, after three in most states, like, you're done. jail time. Yeah, they'll take your license for several years. Right. And then who's he coming to for money? He's coming to his kid. You know it. You know, or the organization and the legal team there. So now Patrick Mahomes Jr. is trying to win a Super Bowl, and he's got to worry (laughs) about dad's problems. Right. I'm telling you, that's, uh, you know, for those that – A little bit of a distraction for those that like to bet. It might come into play. I'm taking taking the 49ers by 10 because of that. (laughs) Even though statistically I was reading something that they're supposed to lose because of location. I don't know. I'll find the story, bring it up later, but – if you go by history, at least. Well, another thing, too, they're supposed to win because they're wearing their white jerseys. Yeah, that's so. the other one, too. Sure. The Grammys last night, you had uh, one of the Grammy winners arrested before the show even started. Wow. couple things that rubbed me the wrong way that always do during an awards show. How did Trevor Noah, the host, do? One of the hardest jobs in show business and a little bit in between there. So the Grammys here next. Hang on. Hey, welcome back. Good morning. It's the BS. Be careful. Weather is still a little rough. I think it's supposed to be like this throughout the day, if not the next couple days, yeah. It's the BS. Good morning. My name's Jason Bailey. No Nikki D. Making her way back from the Grammys. There's Nelson. Kyle on the other side of the glass. There's Dougie T. Your phone number, 916-909-0985. The uh, live stream is up on the BS and 98 Rock Facebook. If you'd like to join the rest of the Bugars. On the live stream, we can chat there on and off the air. The Grammys last night, you know, I would hate to be the guy in charge of the Grammys, you know, or excuse me, the person in charge Mm -hmm. of the Grammys, because it's just you're never going to make everyone happy, right? And it's very difficult, you know, if you're a rock lover to like the Grammys. It's just tough. Right. I don't understand the formula on why they do what they do. You know, if it's the best of the best, then all the televised awards should be very simple. You know, album of the year, record of the year, song of the year, best new artist, best rock album, best alternative album, best metal album or performance, however you want to say it, best R&B song or album, best rap album, best comedy album, and then like a music thing, like best music film or something. But they throw like these kind of, you know what I mean? They like throw these like kind of... uh, too cool for the room categories on TV. Right. right. That's just filler. Yep. It doesn't yep. make any sense. Like, if you're going to encompass all of music on this night, then take the biggest categories and televise those yeah. categories. Play the hits. Yeah. yeah. Play the hits. Right. Exactly. Play the hits, man. You know, now we know that the album and the record and the song and the and the new artist are all going to be poppy song or right. stars. You know? Sure. Right. But. You know, support it with the rest of the genres. You know, country, best country. And I did. I believe they did do that with Lainey Wilson, and she won. Uh, but I don't think they they uh, televised the best rap album, did they? Because didn't Killer Mike win that? And, yeah, and then he got arrested. Or he got one best rap performance or something like that. Yeah, and he got arrested beforehand. And we don't. 
you don't know, you know, I don't know the guy. He's an Atlanta guy, and everything uh-huh. that I've read or heard about the guy, he's he's a very sweet man that does tons of great stuff for the community and the world. So I don't, I've never heard a bad thing about the guy uh, being from Atlanta, uh, coming from Atlanta. But from what I understand, he got arrested before he even walked in the building. Wow. You know, and it had something to do with uh, him and a security. Like, in my head, if I'm going to speculate, you know, I've read two different stories. One was that he had a little, you know, little scrum with a security guard. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, okay, he didn't have his credentials. And he was like, no, 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 you understand. I'm winning a Grammy. They're like, yeah, sure, man. No, 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 uh-huh. let me through. Right. No, and then that's what happened. Right. The other thing I heard is that he had an outstanding misdemeanor or something. So, oh, come on. Let the guy go to the Grammys. Right. Get him when he come out of the Grammys. Not when right. he go, it's not like he's up for murder or anything. Yeah, you know where he is. Yeah. So album of the year goes to Taylor Swift. Record of the year is uh, Miley Cyrus. Song of the year, Billie Eilish uh, with the Barbie thing. Best new artist, Victoria Monet. Uh, the best rock performance was by a band named Boy Genius, which... I, wa- I I watched the Grammys to learn about new music uh-huh. <laughs> because I've never heard of Boy Genius. It's like a three-piece girl group, and okay. they call themselves Boy Genius, and they won Best Rock Performance. So it's kind of like that year that Robert Plant and Alison Krauss beat out Metallica. Like Nobody even knew that they had a song out, right? I mean, of course, you know who Robert Plant is. You might know who Alison Krauss right. is. She's very talented. But like nobody knew the song. Right. No, right. but you knew Metallica. And so, you know, you're like, okay, that's cool. Uh, and then it was like always Linkin Park winning best alternative. Like, it's a rock band. It's not an alternative band. Right, right. right, but they got a lot of alt airplay. Right, exactly. Like in this case, I think Paramore, well, Paramore actually won best rock album. Well, Paramore is a rock band on the yes. softer side of things, but definitely a rock band. There's no doubt about it. Uh, but they also win best alternative music performance. You can't do one and the other. Yeah, why do you get to be both? You can't have both. You know what I mean? You're either one or the other. I would say that Paramore was an alt act before they were a rock act, aren't they? Again, you you define it for me. I don't know. I don't know what the rules are anymore. I I guess you can play on both sides of the fence. They also had that big comeback last year, remember? I think Rob from Metallica accepted their uh, Grammy for Best Metal Performance for 72 Seasons. that was, was a great Metallica album. But not televised. Right. You know, he didn't he didn't go up there. So I don't know. And then you got the performances. So from the Grammys. Well, actually, let me start with Trevor Noah first. Mm-hmm. Hosting these award shows, most difficult job in show business. Yeah, you can't win. I don't know why anybody would want to do it. So you have to take like one of the two approaches. You have to go, okay, I'm going to Ricky Gervais the situation <laughs> right. and just take the, the, the air out of the room mm-hmm. and get talked about the next day. And, you know, and then you're going to have be polarized and half like and half don't like, just depending on what type of person you are. You are. I love the Ricky Gervais stuff. I yeah, thought it was great. I do too. Because oh, yeah. there was nothing he said that wasn't true, right. especially right. years later. Yes. I mean, it was like, it was like, a, a, it was like Nostradamus con, you know, where, <laughs> <laughs> like, brilliant. like, how did no one listen to this guy when he did, a, when he was taking his jabs and talk about all this stuff? Or you can take the vanilla approach. Where you go in and everybody's happy and we love each other. And that's kind of the Trevor Noah effect last night. You know, you could tell he was a little bit nervous. Uh, He was talking really, really fast. I don't know if that was to consume time or to to, to hit his times or what. But uh, it was, you know, putting everyone over, which makes everyone feel comfortable. Sure. You know, which probably is the best route. 
Yeah, but isn't it bland? It, it he he took his digs like in things that were kind of you know internally funny, like nice. uh-huh. like streaming and and those types of things. You know, he didn't really take any digs. You know, the the thing that he did at the beginning when Taylor Swift walked in and he made fun of how everybody in the NFL is mad that the camera always pans to her. Right. And instead, we're going to do the opposite and pan to our own former NFL player. And they went to Terry Crews. <laughs> that was actually pretty clever that and very, good. very funny. <laughs> That's awesome. And credit to Taylor Swift because she walks in, you know, all dolled up, and she's got a, you know, one of those fancy fans. And I think that's going to be the new trend with these people is she was using it when she was talking to people at the table so the cameras couldn't read her lips. That's genius. Pretty brilliant. And also sad that that's where we're at now. You know what I mean? Everybody tries to determine, you know, I think I think it was, you know, every game that she's at, you know, every Chiefs game that she's at, they're like, did she say this? Or what did she say? Did she say this? And so on and so forth. So... Um, the performances. Did you watch any of it, Nelson? By the way, I just watched it in post. Like I didn't. I didn't watch any of it live. So I've watched it all over since it happened. Why didn't you watch it live? I I just had other things going on. Like it didn't. The world didn't stop that the Grammys were on. N- they didn't. You know what I mean? Like because I know that I can watch most things after they've happened. Now that's what I love about the internet. Do you think most people the next day, this morning, today, they bash the Grammys? But yet they made it a point to watch it like it was must see TV. Right. Yeah, I think that I think that there are people, the people that are taking any time out of their day to like really give an opinion, watched it as if that was like you were watching something monumental. And that goes for any award show. And why do you do it? Well, it's very simple. FOMO, right? You okay. yes. You're going yep. to work this morning and you know there's going to be at least one conversation that you're going to be a part of. And you need to be a part of it, right? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Because you can't be the guy that says, "Oh, it's stupid. I didn't watch it." Didn't right. Because that's not fun. No, but you got to pick a spot that makes you sound interesting. What do you mean? Like, I mean, like you gotta if you want to sound like you've watched the whole. You, this is how you get away with saying you watched the whole thing, but you didn't. You go in the highlights and you find that one thing that's like maybe fifth or sixth down on the list, and you go, "Wow, could you have believed that? How good?" Here's a case in point. How good did Celine Dion look? You know, they said we weren't ever going to see her again mm-hmm. because she got that stiff body syndrome. Right. And then all of a sudden, here she is out on the stage. Not only that, I don't know why she can't perform. Yeah. So, so, so that's your highlight? You like a star. That, now you look like a star and you look like an educated person at the water cooler. Oh, I got you. So that's your highlight. That's what you today would be talking to people that's about. That's what I would be talking about because everybody's going to be talking about Taylor Swift. Right. So you got to pick something kind of. A little offbeat. A little offbeat. Make me look make me look a little educated. I expect it when they announce Celine Dion came at the end to give the big Grammy. Mm-hmm. Everybody was very excited. And they should because she's sick. Yeah, right. I, I thought that it was going to be worse than what it was. Exactly. I thought it was going to be like a Mick Mars thing. Uh-huh. You know, where she was going to come out in a cane with a cane, or she was going to need the pretty people that walk the other pretty people out. Yeah, that they would have to hold her up, and I, I, which which brings me to my next point, Joni Mitchell. Uh-huh. Yep. Oh, Joni Mitchell. She was looking frail, wasn't she? Joni Mitchell is an American treasure. Legend. Yes, legend. Yep. There's no doubt mm-hmm. about it. Yep. But at what point in time 
when you ask these artists at that state of their life, and that's, you know, she, I mean, she looked, they did, they did this with Randy Travis during one of the um, country music award things, uh-huh. you know, and after he had what his strokes and yeah, stuff yeah, like stroke, this. Yeah. And to them, you know, to, it shouldn't be funny to anyone, but to, mm. to, to the community, which just goes to show you, it's not about us. It's about them. To the community, it's cool. It's accepted because you're all in the moment. It's the you know the great Randy Travis at that time, and he's on stage, and and you're doing something nice for somebody that has a disability, and this and this and that. But to the rest of the world, it kind of comes across as like awkward and uncomfortable. Uh huh. I think I could be wrong. Please tell me if I am. But it, like when I see Joni Mitchell up there. I mean, it was like they propped her up. They, well, they put her in a chair. She wasn't even yeah. propped up. Um, and it was it was, it was, was this like, frail older woman singing her song, and it's kind of like they know that the end is coming. Yeah, and it's also like, why, are, why have we not been giving the, to quote Nikki D, why have we not been giving her her flowers while she was still here? Why are we doing it right at the very end when the bulk of the audience who are watching probably don't have any idea who Joni Mitchell is? Meanwhile, she's the impetus behind so much great, great music that she made herself, but then, you know, she lived with David Crosby. She was all mixed up with Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young. Like, she was a driving force behind a lot of the music that they had even written so to say that she shaped a generation is not speaking in hyperbole but she just didn't shape this generation so am i the only one that feels uncomfortable when award shows do this you i don't know if you remember i forget it's probably the oscars i'm assuming when kirk douglas came out right before he died Yep. And right before Kirk Douglas died, he was in horrible shape. He was like 100 years old. Yeah. And the man had had like numerous strokes and so on and so forth. Now, granted, it's great that the man is still alive. And if you're a family member, you want him to be alive for as long as he possibly can. But to parade him in front of the world, you know, on stage when he Uh can't even speak properly. That was bad. Is it like if I say that out loud, does that make me a bad guy for thinking it? Or right. is that the overall thought process that most people think when you see these types of things? Well, I had the exact same feeling. I had wondered when you said it might have been the Oscars, I thought you might have brought up Lady Gaga and, and uh, Liza Minnelli. I don't, don't you remember that? Oh, Liza Minnelli, she came out and she's in a, a essentially a wheelchair and she's like slumped over. She's just a shell of herself because of just what time has done to ravage her. And Lady Gaga had to do most of the talking for her. So it, does that make people feel uncomfortable or do you? I didn't make me feel uncomfortable. And so then I'm right there in your camp. Am I the weirdo? That's, like, is there something wrong with me? That's that's what I want to know, because I, I got to tell you, it always it, and it. You know what? And it makes me personally feel like a bad guy that I feel uncomfortable. Right. You know, it's it's <laughs> right. Like these are things like this conversation right now. You're not supposed to have out loud. Right. We're saying the quiet parts out loud. Right, you shouldn't say this stuff out loud because especially if people are, you know, selective listening, which most radio people do, sure. all as they hear is these dumb people on the radio bashing some old lady. That's out right. there, which is not the case at all. Mm-mm. It's just the question of does it make you feel uncomfortable when older artists that are a shell of what they and of course they show all the pictures of when they were young. Right. And then they bring them out. Now, 
deep down inside, my heart thinks it's great. It's lovely. I think it's beautiful, especially that she's still able to, to create music and she's right. had such an influence on <laughs> whether they know it or not, every single person in that room. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Right? Yeah. So, And I am a history and a tradition guy. But for face value, do they do? Is that is that the right move to bring them out and let them do that? Even Johnny Cash, you know, when Johnny Cash did Hurt, Nine Inch Nails Hurt. Uh, now, granted, that was the video. I don't think mm-hmm. he ever did that live at an award show. I could be wrong, but I don't. I don't remember it. Like, I think he did Hurt once live, that not at an award show, but there. I think there is a live recording of him doing Hurt. Okay, but he, they didn't wheel him out. No, 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 no. They didn't prop him out. No. You know, let's just say. Like Hannibal Lecter, unlike the human mover. You know what I mean? Like, here you go, Johnny. Because you feel bad feeling that way. Because you have so much respect for these artists. And you feel horrible because you feel uncomfortable that they're they're not what you as a fan want to remember them as. Mm -hmm. And that's what I think every fan wants. To remember their, their, their icons, their heroes. As what they saw them young when when both of y'all were younger, as the pictures they're playing behind them, you want to see them as that, right? Well, anyway, we can continue this conversation nine one six nine zero nine zero nine eight five because I'd like to bring up the in memoriam again, a job I would not want to have. No, to be in charge of that, but I gotta say, there is a huge positive that in my forty eight years on this earth, I never realized until last night. I'll tell you what that is here in a minute. Hang on. Let me get back to the Grammys here in a second. I just want to give uh, y'all a heads up that uh, with Valentine's Day coming up here, damn, nine days. Um, Dang. Yeah, we're going. I want to do uh, this uh, Lonely Hearts Valentine's Day dinner, which is <laughs> pretty much what we did for Val- uh, Thanksgiving with the uh, No Friends Giving just for Valentine's Day. So this week we will be looking for people to that are single. Like, mm-hmm. you've got nobody. Uh, like, you're by yourself. You're lonely. You're <laughs> depressed. You know, possibly. You never know. It can happen, right? Uh, we're going to do a dinner once again at Bennett's uh, Restaurant in Roseville. So, uh, thanks to Bennett's for having us back out there. So, the entire dinner, which is a huge spread, uh, is going to be taken care of. And then we'll have uh, some extra little umps to throw in the mix. And I should have all the details by tomorrow. I don't think I'm speaking out of turn, but I just want to give you a heads up that if that is you and you want to participate, you can either wait till I bring it up again, uh, which most likely will be tomorrow, uh, or if you want to make sure that you have a spot, you can reach out to us on social media at Listen to the BS and give us your name and number because I'm only going to take. Here's how it's going to play, and it's going to be. I don't want it to be too convoluted, but I was trying to think of this, and you know, like. I can't just say I'm going to take seven guys and seven girls, mm-hmm. right? Because what's going to happen? You're not somebody's not going to show up. Well, no, you're going to have you're going to have somebody go. Well, I'm not in. I'm a guy that's not into girls. Oh, that's fair, right? So what I'm going to have to do is it's going to be kind of like uh, I'll take one person and ask them what they're looking for, and then if they're straight, then I'll take somebody of the opposite sex. If they're not, then I'll look for somebody that's gay you know just so i can try to match every like i don't give a damn what your sexuality is i just want to make sure everybody has a good time so i you know i don't want some gay guy or some gay girl sitting at the dinner table going what the hell am i doing here you know what is he trying to turn me 
Right? I don't want that oh, to happen. Oh, that's a bad look, right? That's, that's no, a bad no, no, look, no, no, right? No, that's not no, that's no. that's not my mo. So what uh, I'd like to do is try to make everyone happy. So I would find one person. You know, mm-hmm. let's just say, for instance, it's a straight guy. He's sure. looking for a straight woman. Then hopefully, I would have a straight woman. Not to say that that's the match, but at least we have a match. Right. Right. You know, get a gay guy that calls up and says, "I'm looking for a gay guy." Then we have to find a gay guy. You know, so it's going to be kind of an interesting thing here, but I'm going to do my best. So, Bailey, the matchmaker. I'm, that's that's the plan. Will it work? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Probably not. Of course it will. <laughs> <laughs> Most likely it's going to be a, you know, if if I bring it up tomorrow and you don't hear me talk about it again, it was a bust. Mm. Okay. <laughs> that's a little secret. <laughs> anyway. All right. Back to the Grammys. Got a couple minutes here. So I want to bring up the in memoriam. Um, I would, again, not want to be in charge of that. You... I thought the way that they did it last night at the Grammys was actually pretty good. It it wasn't a quick two-minute montage. Right. It was a well-thought-out, carried-over numerous minutes right. with different performing artists performing that person. Right. Mm-hmm. I thought the uh, – what's the girl that uh, Nikki D loves? Um, Annie Lennox? No, no, no. no. A- Annie Lennox? No. No. Uh, Fantasia. Oh, yeah, Fantasia, yes. I thought the thing that she did for Tina Turner was outstanding. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely outstanding. I'm not an Annie Lennox fan. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm so I uh, I was not a huge fan of the performance. And to be honest with you, personally, I think that Jimmy Buffett should have got more due than yes. Sinead O'Connor. Yes. Uh, yes. Sinead O'Connor was a, a one-hit wonder. She was big in Ireland. Sure. She she popped here for one song. She's more famous for ripping up a picture of the Pope. Right. That's great. Yep. But I mean, if we're going to go by numbers, Buffett record sales, record oh, yeah. sales, there were a handful of artists in the in memoriam that were a bigger deal than Sinead O'Connor. Yep. Mm-hmm. But you know the politics of the Grammys. You have to to, to play the cards. I get it. Um, that was the thing that bothered me is that they did slow down for Jimmy Buffett. Right. They played a couple tunes. Like the 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 formula was it was like divided into fours. And they started out uh with uh Stevie Wonder, right? It was Stevie Wonder and he did his thing. Mm-hmm. And Band then it, tribute to Tony Bennett. Tony Bennett, right. right yeah. Which uh, is due. Right. And then it went into just rattle, you know, seeing all the faces and seeing all the faces. Right. And then it went into I think Annie Lennox. And she did the Sinead O'Connor. Then, but they would slow down for the bigger artists, like right. Jimmy Buffett. They gave him a couple songs and whatnot. I thought Jimmy should have gotten a little bit more. But Jimmy Buffett was never a Grammy guy. I mean, no. I think, I'm sure he won, but he wasn't the – even with Sinead O'Connor, though. Like, she hated all that stuff. Right. right. She was anti-establishment. She, yeah, she was fight the power, you know, and all that. So yeah. everybody was a dick in her world. Yeah. You know, well, actually the opposite. But, you know, everybody every, – she hated everybody. You know what I mean? Okay. So the in memoriam was, uh, for the most part, I thought pretty good. Here's what I learned, though. You know the great thing about dying? What's that? Which makes me excited, too. <laughs> Your record excited? sales go up? Yeah, no, no, no. Well, oh. yeah, record sales go up. Yeah, sure, but I don't have any records. Sure. Yeah, oh. but you can't, like, that. Just, you can't benefit from that. Here's the thing. Is nobody says anything bad about you, at Ooh. least publicly. So that's why right. I, once you're dead, they all keep it to themselves. I'm looking at this laundry list of people. I don't care who it was. Tony Bennett, the radio <laughs> DJs, Sinead O'Connor. Right, Sinead O'Connor. You know, and all these different people. Tina Turner. I mean, Tina Turner. Somebody has to not like Tina Turner, like in her life. Somebody has to exist that, like, she has to have done something bad to somebody in their life. But once you're honored, like, once you're dead and somebody gives a eulogy, right, nobody talks trash about you. Nope. Which got me excited to die. 
<laughs> oh my god! Like I'm looking at that going. How you, many people are talking trash about you on a daily basis that you're excited for that moment? From what I've learned, a lot. You know, so, so just just the fact that like you win once you die. Oh, you, all you gotta do is die. You don't you, have to worry about it anymore. You win when you die. But you're dead. That's right. That's why you win. Hopefully you said, that's care. right. Don't say that's right like it's a game show. That's right. <laughs> you you've won the game because. They that the people that are still alive, if they talk trash about you when you're dead, even as horrible as a person as you are, mm-hmm. I mean, they are awful. Yeah, notwithstanding, like serial killers and stuff like that. But sure, you you can't do that, right? No, it's the, gauche. The, nope. Certainly, the, those people that gave speeches of those people, I guarantee they had heat with them at some point. There was an argument. There's a misunderstanding. They did something bad. Something they didn't like. They stood for something they don't agree with. But you're not going to get up there and go, you know, all in all, he's a great guy. But I got to tell you, it's one thing Tony Bennett did that just really bugged me. <laughs> and he still owes me 20 bucks. It doesn't happen. <laughs> right. So, like, last night I had this epiphany. I'm like, for the first time in my life, I can't wait to die. Oh, my God. Because I will win the game. You know, no. now the trick is, is you've got to do it before everybody else. Well, yeah. Right? That's the trick. So, like... That's so odd that you would rather die so that they have to be stuck not saying trashy things about you than outlive them so that you can just be better and aliver than they are. Now, that's a great point, Nelson. That's the other side of it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if you decide if you want to live a long life, but then <laughs> but then here's the thing. And then you're wheeled out like Joni Mitchell. Yeah. And it's embarrassing. You know, I think. He has a catch-22, certainly. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, let me end with this with the Grammys, and then we'll stop with the Grammy stuff. I think that they, the Billy Joel performance was great. I love the the vignette packages that they put together before explaining stuff. Right. The story of Billy not being able to write a song for the last 30 years and why, and then meeting this young songwriter and him totally changing everything I thought was tremendous. I thought the new song was really good, very Billy Joel. Mm-hmm. The story was great. He ends the show. You know, as people are walking out, Billy Joel's playing. I was wondering if they were going to do something like that. Because you got Billy Joel up there. You've got to play, you know, a hit, right? Right. But I thought they could have added, from the bias rock side of things, I think Jelly Roll, Creed, Green Day. Oh, yeah. These, Jelly Roll especially. He was the biggest artist withstanding Taylor Swift of the past year. In numerous, in numerous genres. He did something Taylor Swift didn't do. He dominated numerous genres of music. Sure. How he didn't perform, I have no idea. Like, you would think that that was an easy play. But you have the Creed getting back together thing. I thought that would have been a fun nostalgia thing to put up on the Grammys. Mm-hmm. You know, you talk about Grammys, awards, and album sales. Say what you want about Creed, but they're there. And when you hear Creed songs... All that trash you decided to talk in the past 20 years, it goes away because it takes you back to a spot where you really were having a good time in life. Yep. You know? And then you've got you know, new music from artists like Green Day. And, I mean, you even could have put Metallica in there with 72 seasons and stuff. That rock vibe could have been, I think, expressed. Better represented. Yeah. Better represented, right? You know, the mm-hmm. Luke Combs, Tracy Chapman was phenomenal. That was really cool, yeah. And the way they did it I thought was interesting because – they didn't do the typical Luke Combs starts with Fast Car and then Tracy Chapman walks out. No. Nope. Tracy Chapman started it, which I thought was awesome. Yes. That formula, she looked amazing. She sounded amazing. And she looked honestly like she was happy to be singing. Yep. 
You know? Yes. And Luke Combs looked happy and honored just to be in her presence. You know, so I thought that that was the performance of the night. Absolute highlight. Without a doubt. You know, they should just end at the show after the first four minutes. Right. Right. Done. That's Every, all we need. Everything else is on the, the Grammy podcast or online, right? Uh, all right. Uh, second round. Yeah. Second round of headlines. What do you got? We're going to tell you about an assault that went down at a hospital and what famous name is skipping the Super Bowl this year. All right. Two big stories from today. In for Nikki D. Nelson will get us uh, learned here in a minute. Hang on. Stand by for news. News, 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 news. It's time for today's top two. Hey, second round uh, headlines. Thanks to Good Guys Heating and Air, goodguysheatingcooling.com. Nelson. 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 Son of a gun. One woman lost her cool in a, hotel, or in a uh, hospital parking lot, H3. This has been a difficult day. We're a tight-knit community, in many ways a family. And to have one of our own critically injured like this is upsetting. A 51-year-old woman tried to run over a security guard outside a Victorville hospital, California police have reported. They reported that they responded to an initial uh, incident outside Victor, uh, Victor Valley Hospital in Victorville at 1.25 on Friday as a woman in a black Toyota Corolla tried to hit a security guard in the parking lot near the emergency room and then drove away. You want to know why? Why? Well, it doesn't say in the story, right? No, it does not. Okay, it does not let, give us a motive. Let me tell you why. Please. Yeah. It's because the damn health care in California sucks. <laughs> like, I've been there. I went to the emergency room and sat there for six plus hours and never got helped. I wanted to run somebody over in the parking lot, too. Oh, my God. You know, I mean, that's what happens when you piss people off is uh, they let their uh, anger get the best. I guarantee. I guarantee it was something. It, they weren't crazy. They weren't. You know, no mental illness, none of that stuff was going on. They just had a really, really bad experience, and they they were just pissed. And then something happened in the parking lot, and they just lost it. Guaranteed well, that's I, what happened. I almost got into a fight with security guards at the hospital that I went to, and my eyeball was messed up. So maybe maybe there's something to that. Why? What did, what did they do? Because I couldn't find it. Mm. I couldn't find a damn parking spot. And then the guy tried to say that I was speeding through his parking lot. He like jumped out. Like when I pulled around a corner, he's like, bro, 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 stop. And I was like, what are you doing? My eye is about to explode. I'm trying to get to the ER. And they followed me around until I ended up parking and then like got out in front of me again. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that like the whole point of the emergency room? You should be able to just pull up and go in. Yes. Why is it not like valet? You shouldn't have to like the emergency room that I went to. There was like construction. So there's only a handful of spots. I'm going, how does this make any sense? That's like calling 911 and being put on hold. You know, which happens now, by the way. Right. Like, it doesn't make any sense. So you're already frustrated before you even walk through the door. That's that's why this person tried to run somebody over. It really probably had little to do with the the security guard. Exactly. She was just so upset at the whole situation. There was some ass jack inside that pissed her off. (laughs) All right, second story. Joe Biden will be skipping the Super Bowl tradition again for the second consecutive year. That's H4. The idea that this can be done and we can get to herd immunity much before the end of next this summer is is very difficult. 
That is from his sit down a couple of years ago before the Super Bowl, but it has been announced that for the second year in a row, Joe Biden will not sit down for an interview before February 11th match. According this, according to Vanity Fair. Now, Last year, part of the reason for him not sitting down is he did not want to speak with a Fox News anchor. This year, they have not at least released the name of the anchor who would be interviewing Biden, but it's CBS is where it was going to be on. So I don't I don't shouldn't matter either way. But I again, I got an answer. I know why. Go ahead. It's too late. He goes to bed early. Oh my God! <laughs> I guess yeah, he's on East Coast time, right? That yeah, would be that. That you know, as much as you know, like we're so divided over over politics. The the one thing that drives me nuts is like like the person in office or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, you know, it's all, it's the Trump Biden, Trump Biden, it's that kind of thing. I just wish that we could go back to a time where we at least it wasn't about necessarily the person all the time. Mm-hmm. It was more about the office right? because people fail to realize or remember that that office is a placeholder for a position that we're the boss of. So that position is represented by us. Now, granted, it might not always go the way that we want it to go or you want it to go, I should say, sure. but it's still a representation of the United States of America. And if you're not in on that office, no matter who's in on it or who who sits in that chair, then what does that say about, you know, us as a country? You know, I mean, like we don't have to be divided. Like we can find common ground in things like air, you know, sun, you know, like the little things we can start there. But the 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 idea of not going to the White House because you don't like a president I hate that stuff. It's you're going because of the office, not because mm-hmm. of the person. So everybody wants to protest. What are you protesting? What are you accomplishing? Nothing. You know, why don't you do the opposite and be a big person and show that you stand for what's more than the office, which is us, you know, the flag, you know, our traditions, our traditions, our traditions is bigger than anything else. Exactly. That's why I don't like when people try to tear down tradition, because that's what we got. That's not that shouldn't go anywhere. You know, you can't change it. It's already happened. Yeah, I've always thought about that when I see people who go to, like, political events and then they get a picture with the the person that they were, like, voting for or whatever. You know what I mean? And I think to myself, how would I react in that moment? I'm pretty sure I would, regardless of how I felt about the person in the office, I would be in awe of the office. Yeah. The fact that I was meeting a president. Right. That's that's. I wish it were like that. But unfortunately, no bueno. Not like that. All right. The Valentine's Day haunt. This is a haunt, excuse me, is going to be awesome. Sacramento Screen Park. We did a lot with them around Halloween, uh, 14th, 16th, and 17th of February. Uh, it is a, a, a an amazing haunted house turned into a Valentine's Day haunted house is what they're doing. Uh, and I've got a p- pair of passes for you. We'll do, um, generally speaking, I need a couple players here. 916-909-0985. Nelson goes out, finds an individual. We call that person our generalist. Ask some pretty basic trivia questions. All you have to do with the help from Kyle filling in for Nikki D is yay or nay their answers. In return, whoever has the most points, I'll give you the tickets for the Valentine's Day haunt at Sacramento Screen Park. Again, 916-909-0985. We'll do that here next. Hang on. Hey, Boomer. Think you know your millennial stuff? Uh, pokey what? What about you, Gen Xer? Ready to drop some knowledge? Eh, bite me. It's time to play 
Generally speaking, on the BS. Yeah, bite me. Welcome back. It's the BS. Good morning. My name is Jason Bailey. No Nikki D. Coming back from the Grammys. There's Nelson. Uh, there's Kyle. We're going to utilize Kyle. You will be utilizing Kyle's brain for generally speaking. And there's a Dougie T. So uh, we've got a pair of passes for the Valentine's Day haunt at Sacramento Screen Park. I thought this was brilliant when I was talking to the fellas over there during Halloween. We went over there and did some fun stuff with them. This place is amazing. Absolutely amazing. One of the, if not best, haunted houses I've never, I've ever seen in my entire life in America. This place is fantastic. And they do it for Valentine's Day, which is cool. So they got, you know, a little Valentine's Day themed here going. It takes place the 14th, 16th, and 17th of this month, 630p to 11p. I got a pair of passes free of charge. We got Kelly in Sacramento. Good morning, Kelly. Good morning. How are you? How was your weekend? Oh, it was very stormy. How was your weekend? Uh, stormy as well. Has anything come down at your place? A few branches, but, you know, some lawn chairs yeah. flipped over. I had a TV. <laughs> I had a TV with its mount get pulled from metal. you believe that? God. Yeah. Yeah. That was nuts. I got to get a new... I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know how to fix it. TV, new mount? No, the TV, I think, is fine. The mount's fine. Oh. Just my holes are gone. I mean, oh, no, no. It ripped my thing out of my holes. Oh. So, hey, when that happens. I have no idea to fix it because I'm not a fixer guy. Uh, Zach in Calusa. How are you, Zachary? I'm doing good, man. How are you? Good. Everything good at your house. We got Kelly's oh, missing some, got some branches down. I got a TV down. What about you? Not too bad. The basketball hoop blew over, but that's about it. Okay. Mm. All right. That's not horrible. All right. Maybe it's uh, Makes guy- it easier to make it in there when it's on the ground. You just roll the ball. Right. I prefer the basketball hoop <laughs> on the ground. <laughs> exactly. I can dunk. <laughs> All right, uh, here we go. Kelly, Zach, the game is called Generally Speaking. Nelson goes out, talks to a person. We call him our generalist. This is a generation-based game. Ask some generation-based questions. All you all have to do is yay or nay the answer. All right? Will they get it right? Will they get it wrong? Kyle's going to help you out along the way. If you get it right, you get a point. If not, your competition gets the point. Kelly, Zach, understand how to play? Understand. Understand. All right, Kelly, you were up first. Uh, let's first, well, actually, let's first meet our generalist. Go ahead. What's your name? Jared. Jared, how old are you? I'm 42. 42, that makes you a millennial. Do you identify as a millennial? No. 81 was the last year in Gen X. Tell me something interesting about yourself. I look pretty good in hats. Like any specific kind of hat? No, I can wear pretty much any hat and make it look good. You're just a hat guy, though. It's a, it's a superpower. Well, that's just, just a hat guy. <laughs> just a hat guy. The millennial hat guy is what you're dealing with, y'all. All right, mm-hmm. Kelly, first question goes to Sounds you. Like Here we go. A1. Who can't get no satisfaction? A boomer question. Kyle and Kyle first. Who can't get no satisfaction? I have no idea. You want to guess? No um, idea is not a good answer on the right. radio. Uh, right. Let's see. Who can't? Uh, uh, Rodney Dangerfield. No, Dougie T, you oh. know the answer to this, right? Oh, yeah, that would be the Rolling Stones. The Rolling oh, the Stones, of course. Stones yeah. is who we're looking for. He can't get any... <laughs> Respect. Right. Rodney Davis no, can't get any respect. Yeah. Uh, Kelly, the Rolling Stones is what we're looking for. Yay or nay on the Rolling Stones? Will the generalist get it or not? That is correct. Okay. You think that Jared... Yeah, the Jagger, Rolling Stones, yes. You think that Jared will know Rolling Stones, right? Yes. Okay, Kelly. I do, too. He identifies as a Gen Xer, which to me is like means he's a Rolling Stones guy. Old. Like he a just thousand old. percent. Yeah, he no, he's an old, old soul, for, he, sure, for e- sure. Easy. Easy with for the sure. old Gen X <laughs> conversation. He, he just you called had. you old. Easy with that stuff. Yeah. I didn't. Gen X will always be young. 
Oh, is okay. that what it is? We're the youth gone wild. Yeah, totally. We are the youth gone wild. All right, so Kelly's got <laughs> yay. four hours a day yelling at clouds. Yay <laughs> on the Rolling Stones. Let's find out, A2. The guy from the Rolling Stones, which Come I on. can't think of his name right now. Uh, Mick Jagger. That's absolutely correct. Yeah, we're just looking for Rolling Stones. That's fine. Right. You say, come on, but you got it wrong. Yeah, but our, not contestant, being helpful. our contestant got it right. <laughs> All right. On. Kelly's got one. Zach, next question, generally speaking, is yours. B1. It was the simple life for Paris Hilton and this daughter of a singing icon. All right, Kyle, first, it was the simple life for Paris Hilton and this daughter of a singing icon. This is a millennial question. Nicole Richie? Very good. You don't know Rolling Stones, but you know right. Nicole Richie. Yeah, of course. Millennial, what do you want? Zach, will our generalist Jarris, uh, Jarrett, Jarris, Jarrett know Nicole Richie, no. yay or nay? No, it's not no. you, Kelly, it's Zach. <laughs> Kelly. <laughs> Relax, Kyle. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say nay. You're going to say nay on Nicole Richie. Agree with that, Kyle. Nay. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm also gonna go with Nay because this guy's old. Because he's old. Okay, so you <laughs> like I don't watch that crap. Okay, he's gonna say something to that effect. And he's too old to know Rolling Stones. No, no he's, he's just old enough. He's just old yeah. enough to know Rolling Stones, yeah. but too old. Okay, like got the it. Stones are before him, but he when he was growing up, he didn't listen to the pop stuff. He's like, I'm got listening it. to the old stuff. Got it, got it. Okay, yeah. so Nay on Nicole Richie. Let's find out. B two. Oh, Lionel Richie's daughter. I don't. I'm, Something Richie. Skinny Richie? <laughs> Nicole Richie is the answer we're looking for. Do we give that to Zach? No chance. No? no. You gotta know. No. Well, yeah, he he gets it. He said she wouldn't get he wouldn't get it right. Oh, okay. So so right. Zach, Wait, like he didn't to... give us Nicole's name. We called her Skinny Richie. Okay. Right. Yeah, but yeah. I'm saying we're not gonna give it to him <laughs> yeah. because he just said Lionel Richie's daughter. Right. The guy got the answer wrong, so our contestant got it right. No, I understand that. But yes. uh, you know, like if you and I were having a conversation. Uh huh. And I was like, you know Lionel Richie's daughter? And you go, oh, yeah, his daughter? I'd be like, yeah, that's right, his daughter. If, if this were you don't know Jeff and Team Bailey D said Lionel Richie's daughter, I would say incorrect. Okay, yeah, each I a agree. point. There I we agree. go. Game's fun again. <laughs> Kelly, next <laughs> next one is for you. Here we go. C1. Presidential candidate Clinton played saxophone on this late night show. That's a great question. A Gen X question, Kyle. <laughs> Presidential candidate Clinton played saxophone on this late night show. Uh, is it Letterman? No. Mm, no. Leno. No. No. Leno. No. Oh, Leno. No. Buzz. Buzz. No, three times in a row with the same answer. <laughs> is it Leno? No. Oh. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I didn't, I, don't, I didn't know what you were doing. What no. about Leno? It's the opposite of yes. No. No. <laughs> Kyle, give me an answer. I did. I said no. <laughs> give me another answer. Oh, I did. No. Not Leno. Uh, Conan O'Brien. No. Dougie no. T, come to the rescue. That'd be Arsenio Hall. Thank you. <laughs> Why aren't you over there playing? I mean, you get all these right. <laughs> Kyle doesn't know anything. The buttons. All right. Uh, Kelly, the Arsenio Hall show is what we're looking for. Yay or nay or generalist Jarrett? Will Jarrett know this uh, Gen X question? I don't think he will know this question. Oof. Mm, I kind of think he will. Well, tell her. I kind of think he's going to know this one. You do? Um, yeah. I mean, I I didn't know that, and I'm older than him. So oh. I thought, like, Arsenio Hall, like, was back when I was, like, nine. And, um, uh, gosh, I'm going to say no. He does no. not know. All right. Nay on the Arsenio Hall show. Let's find out. C2. Oh, uh, Arsenio Hall. That's absolutely correct. Yep. Oh, he's old. Wow. He's way older than he sounds. There you go. That point goes to Zach. That is not just a question that you would know based off of age. 
That was like a monumental question answer yes. based off of just the world. It was the first time a presidential candidate actually came across as cool. Yep. To right. a younger sure. audience. Sure. You know, I mean, everyone says that's what got him elected. Sure. Yes. He, you know, they, they you know, he's deemed as a black president, the first black president, even though he was white. That was kind of the theme at that time. Yep. Because the black community embraced Bill Clinton. Yes, they did. Arsenio Hall was the guy for that community, hands down, without a doubt. Uh, so, all right, Zach, you're up 2-1, and the board is yours. Next question, generally speaking, D1. A significant transformation, typically in physical appearance, that is perceived as an improvement is it's, called what? It is a Gen Z question, Kyle. A significant transformation, typically in physical appearance, that is perceived as an improvement is called what? That's a glow-up. Wow, you knew that. Give the man his money. <laughs> Give the man his money. It's the only one I have not known so far. <laughs> a glow up. How do you know that? You don't have kids, dude? No. I'm on the he internet, is, dog. He is a kid. <laughs> Come on. I'm on the internet as well, dog. I'm, I'm more of a, that guy, who's our, what's our gener, our generalist, what's his name? Jared. Jared, what do he call himself? Like a, like a, he identifies as Gen X. He's a transgeneration person. Uh -huh. yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> I'm definitely more on the Gen Z side of, oh. of millennials. Okay, so you're a transgeneralist. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Generalist. Right. Uh, Zach, a glow up is what we're looking for. Yay or nay, will Jared, our generalist, know a glow up? Not a chance. Zero. Zero. <laughs> Zero chance? Zero chance. Right. Zero chance. Let's find out. D2. That's a, oh, like a glow up? Oh, that's absolutely oh correct. Wow. Right. Oh, my God. That's a unicorn. That's <laughs> 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 Wow. No way. Just no when way. you thought you woke up this morning, you wouldn't be surprised. You'd turn on the radio show. I would have put money on that one. Yeah, oh, wow. All right. It's tied back up, Kelly, and the board is yours. We got three questions left. These are big. E1. What laundry detergent was called the ancient Chinese secret? Kyle, a boomer question. What laundry detergent was called the ancient Chinese secret? What? It's a tied? huge ad campaign. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, tied? not tied. No. Uh, here. No, I'll give you a clue. You want a clue just for you, Kyle? Because I mean, sure. or anybody, everybody wants to. Hear. It would be what was said when the Hall of Fame former shortstop for the Baltimore <laughs> Orioles left Camden Yards. That's really good. Or that's really good. Or when anybody decides to leave this state. Uh-huh. That might be easier. By <laughs> Cal. By Cal. By what do you say? By Cal? No, by by Cal? Yeah. Close. God, so close. Calgon. Uh, Calgon. Cal Ripkin. I have never heard of that in my life. Calgon. Calgon. Ancient Chinese secret, huh? Yeah, Calgon. That was the that was the thing. All right, uh, Kelly, yay or nay? Calgon. Will Jarrett know this? I don't. I don't know that he's in charge of laundry, so I'm going to say no. So it, ha it has it has nothing to do with the old detergent. You just don't think this guy does laundry? That dude probably reeks. <laughs> That's the best reason for an answer ever oh. in this game. Okay. Guy oh never, God, never yes. touched a laundry basket. Do you agree, Kyle? He's got no chance. Uh, I, yeah, I'm, I'm going it. to agree. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I agree. say no. He won't know it. Oh. All, right. All right, Kelly. Nay on Calgon. Here we go. E2. What's the blue dot? It's the. It looks like Target. What is that? It's not tied. 
shout. The answer we're looking for is Calgon. Calgon. Good work, Kelly. Yeah, nicely done. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Zach, here's where we're at, brother. You have got to get this right. If you don't get this right, Kelly will automatically win the game. We have two questions left. This is a big mama. Here we go. Generally speaking, F1. Before she got her own show, Mary Tyler Moore was a regular character on what TV show? Kyle, before she got her own show, the Mary Tyler uh, Mary Tyler Moore, excuse me, was a regular character on what show? Mmm. Boy. That's a it's a really good question. <laughs> And just Stalling. so many Mary Tyler Moore shows in my head right now. Stalling. And I, 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 I love Lucy. I know, and I can't even give a clue without getting in trouble. Right. <laughs> you can't at all. No. You can't pick anything out of the name. But I'll tell you, if you decided to watch a Blu-ray of of this show, you might be able to get it. Mm. A Blu-ray of this show. Yeah. That's good. That's a good... Good clue. Good safe clue, you. right? I've got nothing for you. Yeah. All right. Uh, anyone know the answer? Dougie T? I think Not a chance. Dick Van Dyke? Dick Van Dyke, yes. DVD. DVD. Dick Van Dyke. VHS. That's the clue. Yep. Well, Not VHS. Oh, no, DVD, Doug. That's where it says DVD. God. That was Beta. the clue. Sure. Uh, Dick Van Dyke. Not familiar? I know who Dick Van Dyke is. Okay, good. Uh, he had Dick, a show. Dick Van Dyke, Zach, is what From we're Mary looking Poppins. for. Yay or nay, will our journalist Jarrett know Dick Van Dyke? Well, after the last one, I'm thinking I should say yes, but I'm going to go with nay. Kyle, you agree with that? Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm. He surprised me a couple times. I kind of think he's going to know it. You, you don't have to whisper. You can tell us. Yeah, right. <laughs> you can tell everybody. I kind of think Kyle. he's going to know it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, so projecting ridiculous. my voice. Yeah, hi, Jason. I believe he's going to know the answer. <laughs> From the secluded glass, Kyle responds with. <laughs> All right, Zach, this is big. What do you want to go with, yay or nay? I'm going to stick with nay. All right, nay on Dick Van Dyke show F2. I want to say I love Lucy, but that's not right. I love Lucy. This is going to be my guess. I'm just going to take the L. It's the Dick Van Dyke show. Ah, that's the one. Why would you say something knowing that he knows it's wrong? <laughs> You know, what? I did that just now with. I literally said, "I love Lucy" because I needed to say an answer because I am on the radio. I'm going to tell you something that's going to make you mad, but I'm going to tell it to you anyway. Thanks. It, like, why would you say that? Right. <laughs> all right, Kelly. We're all tied up. Last question of the game. Who's going to win? It's all up to you. You get it right, you no win. No pressure, Kels. If not, Zach is going to win. We always end with a musical question. Will the uh, the generalists know the artist and the title? And here it is, G1. Sometimes you picture me, I'm walking too far ahead. You're calling to me, I can't hear. Are you singing, Kelly? Oh, yes, I am. Wow. All right. All right. I'm on the radio. And here I go. Kyle, the uh, artist in touch. It's Time After Time. Very good. By Cindy I was going to say, that's literally what I was going to guess. You just, oh. did, you just didn't say it. Okay. Right. Cindy Lauper, time after time. Kelly, for the win, will Jarrett know? Cindy Lauper, time after time, yay or nay? Yes, he will. He definitely will. Definitely. Definitely. Stamp uh, definitely. It. Stamp it. I have $1 in my pocket right now that you can have if he gets this wrong. Wow. Wow. The millennial is going to know Cindy Lauper, time I'm after time. I'm giving 100 to 1 odds. You owe me 100 if he gets it right. <laughs> for the win, let's find out. G2. You said. Go slow. 
It's my girl. It's the lopper, baby. Cindy? Um, you look and you will find me time after time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Shock. Did not see that coming. <laughs> Not only did I see him getting it right, but I didn't see him playing karaoke. With He's, you. He had a nickname for Cindy. He's like, oh, it's the lobster. It's the lobster. The, lob- the, lo- <laughs> the lobster. That's, you know what my favorite girl. kind of rabbit is? A French lop. The red lobster. Oh, my God. Uh, Zach, sorry about your luck, but you're a great player. Try back tomorrow. We'll have some more He's passes. Okay. All right, brother? Thanks, man. All right, have a good day. Be safe. Kelly, congratulations. Well, thank you. Pair passes for the Valentine's Day haunt, Sacramento Scream Park. Enjoy your time there, courtesy of Sacramento Scream Park, all right? Yes, thank you. Right, put you on hold. There you go. Kyle, banger job. Thanks, Red man. Banger job. Thanks, man. <laughs> banger. You, you banged it out of the park. Is the yeah, Valentine's yeah. Day haunted house just like a series of bad first dates? It's the story. Oh, God. It's actually the story of Nelson. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. It's every date I've ever been on. It's the Museum of Nelson. They just renamed it, thinking that it'd bring more people in. <laughs> like, sit down and, like, pay for dinner and your credit card declines. Like, ah! yeah. The internet is saying that Costco is sparking a doomsday panic. I'll tell you why here in a minute. Hang on. The internet thinks it's the end of the world, and they're blaming Costco for it. Why? Because of a prepper TikToker who went into Costco and found out that they sell emergency meal kits. What they don't realize is that they've been doing that for years. (laughs) Right. What can't you find at Costco? I got some in my garage. Right. So Costco's been, Sam's called the same way. They sell these, uh, you know, these. um, The buckets. Freeze dry this and freeze dry that. But uh, this TikToker who's known to be a prepper. Went in and, and did video and, and showed, uh, you know, yeah, the buckets, Nelson, with, you know, the freeze-dried this. And then they uh-huh. also sell the freeze-dried ice cream and, and all these types of things. And uh, not to say it's not a bad thing to have. I mean, they're like 60 70 bucks, and then the add-ons. I mean, you'll be in for like 100 bucks, but, you know, the... It depends on what type of end of the world, but, you know, if it's one of those things where it's the end of the world, you just can't find food, it'll last you about a month, you know? Right. At least you'll have something to eat. Um, it's called fear buying. At least that's what I sell it. And fear selling. And it works. You know? Right. Because everybody is just, for some reason, we're just waiting for this to happen. It's just, just like, and you know what? I'm not beating up on y'all because I'm, I'm in that group. Like, I've got a bug out bag. I've got a bug out vest. Uh, I've got some of this stuff. You know, I, I'm not like the over the top prepper where I don't have this secret place in my backyard that goes to a storage container or nothing like that. But if I had the money, I probably would. Yep. I don't know why. I just probably would. I think it's kind of neat. It's like playing Army when you're a kid. Uh-huh. You know, now you get to kind of, you know, have a nice high high fancy, highfalutin uh, Army situation as an adult. So, uh, but yeah, don't worry about it. You know, Costco and, and Sam's Club too, they've been doing it for years. So it's not the end of times just because they're selling these emergency meal kits. Uh, how long have you had yours, Doug? Probably two or three years now. Two or, two or three years? Yeah. Do you look at it and go, one of these days? Yeah. No, I look at it and go, hey, just in case, you know, we run out of food, like you said. I mean, you know, that's the whole thing. How I, long do they last? Anybody know? That was my next question, yes. I think mine's three months. Wait a minute. No, only- no, 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 no. Oh. How long are they shelf stable? Thank you. Oh. I'll have to check on that. All right. Well, oh, can- my God, Doug. Yeah. You, you made something, something up. You should know. 20 years. 
Is it about twenty? Yeah, I think it's about twenty years. Yeah, it's it's got a good shelf life on right. it. I mean, oh, that's yeah. that's what people do, right? I mean, it's all they, MREs, right? A lot of MREs from the military, right? They have those, but these are supposed to like the Costco and the Sam's Club stuff is uh, supposed to be kind of tasty. I mean, if I had time, I would be curious on what uh, if anybody here in town does to like if you're like one of those pre- there's like the hardcore prepper, and mm-hmm. then there's the like just toe in water. That's right. me, prepper. That's you know, like I think it's cool that I've got my bug out bag, and <laughs> you know, I I think my prepping is more like I'm prepared to take your Costco emergency meal kit. <laughs> yes, <laughs> right. Yes. Thanks for buying that. <laughs> right. I think that's more my style of prepping. You you would say you were a hunter rather than a gatherer. <laughs> well, I would be more of a taker provider sure that's what i mean yeah, yeah i don't want to say i don't use the term hunter well you're hunting I, nature's deadliest prey man i, I would yeah i would I, I would be more of a hey look can i borrow that no seriously can i borrow that you know i don't mind sharing a little bit but i need to borrow that i watched a uh, i watched a drug dealer move from drug dealer to doomsday prepper like in real time like he just slowly stopped selling as much drugs and then started buying like freeze dryers and things like that and he started making his own like doomsday kits what was in them? Just food? Like, I mean, he would get all the things that you would see here. Like, he would make a bunch of pasta. He'd have the pasta right that you would just add water to. But then he would take vegetables and freeze-dry them. He would freeze-dry soup. It was like, this man's never left this place before. The cops have never showed up at his house. He sells pot. Like, when I say drug dealer, that's really giving him too much. He's just a dude with a couch that you could get weed from in Nebraska. And slowly, he, like, bought a little bit of property that was, like, run down like near the airport so no one was ever around it and he he's got a thousand chickens now which you're not supposed to have inside the uh, uh city limits and he just goes to costco with any money he has buys vegetables freeze dries them so it's funny when people have an idea of prepping not like i'm some master prepper but you know going through hurricanes for most of my life living in florida the idea of getting certain foods you know, in case you can't get to the grocery store, and which is, it's happened, like, especially the trifecta in 2004. I mean, we saw a lot of this during the pandemic of things missing. Like, we never thought that it could happen in this country, but it can. But what what people buy is always something that you would never eat normally. Ever. Which is always kind of boggles my mind. It's going, like, <sighs> if you have to if you have to eat in the end of times, don't you want to eat something that's delicious? But yes. Your mind automatically goes, now, if I'm going to survive the apocalypse, I, I've got to eat spam and, and, and beanie weenies and peanut butter. Lots of ramen. <laughs> because in, the, in your mind, you're thinking, well, that's what's going to last the longest, and that's going to. But there's uh-huh. a lot of things you can actually buy that are fairly delicious. You yes. know, you don't have to. So when I when I was when I was younger, and I bought into this fear selling slash fear buying, and I would stock up on whatever it is. Um, uh, in my in my cupboard, my pantry, that stuff would be like I even my drunkest and highest nights I couldn't eat it just to get it out of there. No, because it was so disgusting. Like, when's the last time you really had spam? Right? Oh, you know. Uh, quickly, Kim in Sacramento. Go ahead, Kim. Hello. Yeah. Go ahead, please. Yeah. Go ahead, please. What do you got? So. When you work with disabled adults, they require you to have emergency food supplies on hand. Okay, so like prepper stuff, like the stuff we're talking about. 
Yeah, so we go to Costco, and I have three of the buckets from Costco right now at my facility. So if something goes wrong, and so, yeah, there are 30 meals, right? Mm -hmm. But if you have 30 people that need to eat out of that, it's only one day day worth of emergency supplies. Wow, Wow. you better go back and get some more then. You're going to have some hungry disabled people. But, but, right. but, Kim, you're loading up, not necessarily for the end of times, you're loading up as if you can't get to the store or for some reason like that, and you've, you're have you in charge of 30 mouths, right? It has nothing to do with Correct. Yeah, the end of times. It's just they need to eat. Yeah, they it need has to eat. nothing to do with the end of time that some people buy these prep boxes. But that's what the Internet thinks. They right. think that Costco's... Right. They're they're terrified. They're thinking that Costco. Here's what they here's what they think. They think that the Costco knows something the rest of us don't know. <laughs> right. Well, Costco's been selling those boxes for at least twenty years. Yeah, that's what I was saying. It's not nothing new. Yeah, the first boxes are starting to go bad. Finally, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. So now they're going to mass them out again because people need to replace their stuff. <laughs> right. You know what, Kim? I never even thought about that. I just thought like preppers were buying this, but you're right. Like you know. You know, it's like, look at the situation we're in now, the storms that we saw. There's, you know, over 200,000 people without power right now. If you can't get to the grocery store, you don't have a car, trees on your car, whatnot, and you're in a spot like you are and you're taking care of you got to have food. So why not just fry up the old Costco emergency kit? Well, and if you think about it, most of our ovens and stoves now are electric. Right. Oh, right. So last night at dinner time when I didn't have power, I was like, well, what are we going to do for dinner? Costco emergency meal. Like, kit. I can bust out my grill and i can cook but you know it's kind of wet outside i don't know how well that's gonna work out please please uh, post a picture next time you're in a spot and you got to feed these people of you killing a deer with your bare hands and blood all over your face <laughs> with your rambo no, knife i have to go there thankfully i'm actually driving in now to make sure we have power before they all show up i'm gonna tell you it's gonna be the hottest sexiest sexiest picture i've ever seen there's gonna be like a half naked picture of kim blood smeared all over her face a rambo bowie knife and a dead deer, and she's going to be like, my people eat. <laughs> in the wild, that's right. Nobody goes hungry. I take care of my people. I take care of my people. Call me Rambo. <sighs> my people eat. That's right. All right. Hey, you have a good well, day. people are fed. Right. Be safe, okay? We'll see you. All right. Have a great day. Thank you for listening. All right. Third round of headlines. What do you got? There's one bet that Vegas is scared of when it comes to the Super Bowl. And is your local bar trying to trick you into drinking less? Trick it, dig it. All right, third round of headlines. Two big stories from today. Get you learn here in a minute. Hang on. Stand by for news. News, 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 news. It's time for today's top two. Headlines. It's funny. I just get a notification after that conversation from Sam's Club. Tell me about their deals. <laughs> Swear to prepper deals. God, this thing's listening to me. All right. <laughs> Third round of headlines. Thanks to good guys. Heating and air. 530. Good air. Quickly, Nelson. This bet could break the bank for Vegas. H5. I don't know if I can advise betting on any defensive player in like the 25 or 30 to 1 shot range. I think it's not worth a bet. I want Pacheco and Debo. I bet Debo on Friday. He was 60 to 1. That's riveting. Now- now, most Super Bowl MVP bets and most Super Bowl MVP titles go to quarterbacks. Yeah. That's no, I mean, that's no secret of anyone. In fact, only one defensive player ever, right? Woodson, wasn't he the only one that ever won the MVP? I thought there was only one defender. Maybe, I don't know. 300 to one, that is what this bet is. And Vegas is scared of it right now 
because it's a possibility, although a long shot, and that would be Sam Darnold for Super Bowl MVP. No, not for MVP. Sam Darnold would have to come. The, the bet is then that Brock Purdy would either be injured or play poorly enough to be benched in favor of Darnold. Darnold would then need to enter the game and lead the Niners to a victory as only one team has ever had the MVP from a losing side. 300 to one. One dollar bet. One dollar bet. I'll give you 300. That's a great sportsy trivia question. How many backup quarterbacks have actually led their team to a Super Bowl? One is the obvious. That would be Nick Foles uh-huh. with the Philadelphia Eagles. Yes. And the Philly special. When he didn't even pass the ball, right? No, Trey right. Burton passed the ball, right? Uh-huh. So uh, what other backup quarterback has Tom led? Brady. Tom Brady. But they didn't go to the Super Bowl that year. Not the year oh. that he, not the year oh, that the he year came the blood soul went down. It was the next year. Right, 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 right. Yeah, it definitely wasn't that year. So right. I don't know the answer to it. I'm just saying it would be a good uh, trip. Now, here's, I wouldn't take that bet. But no. the bet I would take is because there is a possibility, right? I mean, I don't know. Who knows? I would take an anytime touchdown Sam Darnold. Okay. You know, which those to me are some of the the fun prop bets. And that's where I usually find myself winning money is the anytime touchdown ones. Uh, Jeff Hostetler, was it with the what, Colts, right? Would have been the Colts? Would it have been Jets? Giants. God, I don't know the answer to Giants. Okay. I was trying Giants. to read lips. Oh, for Kyle. Kyle. Yeah, I was trying to. Kyle, yeah, that's not me. That's Kyle. He knows. I was trying to read lips. Okay. So there you go. Good trivia question, though, right? The best mm-hmm. backup quarterback. So that's the prop bet. Now, here's the other one. Um, what was I reading? That in the last 30 years, every time the Super Bowl has been played in between the two teams, one team traveling east, one team traveling west, the team traveling west has won. Oh, okay. So that would mean that the Chiefs are going to win if you're going to buy into that one. Right. You understand what I'm saying? If you buy into mm-hmm. any of those things. So get your bets in based off of all those things. All right, second start. Is your local bar trying to trick you into drinking less for the same amount of money? H6. So the martini glass, which is the most iconic for martinis, and that's why people refer to it as a martini glass, is actually called a cocktail glass. Now, it has been a new study has come out that said bars with large wine glasses may encourage more drinking, but does not necessarily bring in greater profits. And they have done a big study on how portion size affects social drinking and bars that carry smaller glasses. You will drink less alcohol, but you will drink the same amount of drinks, if not more. And the the best example would be going to a brewery and having a flight. Yes. Right? You Because yep. you get a little bit of a taste, a little bit of a taste. It's like buying the variety pack of an energy drink, but <laughs> you know that you're going to have the lime flavor that you really don't want to drink. <laughs> right. So you're going to buy the flight. Well, I guess in the flights, it's a bad example because you can pick whatever ones you want. But you're going to taste it, and then you're going to find one or two or three that you like. Yep. And then you're going to go back, and that's the whole idea is to buy more, or you continue to buy flights because they're the equivalent of an alcoholic appetizer. Uh huh. So everybody can kind of do a little tap action with their beverage. Yes. You see what I'm saying? I do. So when I, when I saw that story, I was like, eh, I don't know about that. I would even say that people drink more with the smaller. It, it, the, the glass doesn't have to be like instead of 16 ounces, 12 ounces. It, it uh-huh. has to be significantly smaller. Sure. Like a flight. Or, yep. you know, uh, they do this at uh, breweries, uh, not breweries, but distilleries like whiskey or vodka. They'll give you the same kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You drink more, I think. 
Yeah, but you're drinking it at a better price point for the bar. So they're trying to manipulate your dollars. And liability. Right. Right, saying, so we're not like, oh, my God, we don't. Well, look, small glasses. Look at where we're only serving them this much. Yeah, we're not getting a redneck guzzler, you know, for for a thing of bourbon or whiskey or whatever the case may be. They're in these little baby guys. Mm-hmm. They, they, it was their fault, not our fault. <laughs> <laughs> which, which, by the way, I don't, I don't know if that's ever been a the proper defense in the court of law. <laughs> Somebody gets killed in the drinking, drink, drunk driving. And they're like, look, our defense is simple. It's not us. It's them. <laughs> right. Well, jail. We lost a cinematic icon over the weekend. Hands down, Carl Weathers was the real deal. And I think a lot of people, as I saw on the stream, almost have the Mandela effect, thinking that he was already dead. Right. Not the case. He did lose his arm to the Gator, but he never died. (laughs) So we'll uh, have that conversation, but I want to ask you, can you name a character, on-screen character, that when died, it affects you any more than Apollo Creed? Oh, that's good. I guarantee that'll be tough for you to answer. You are going to have to think about it. There are very few. They're out there, but there are very few that come even close to the relationship, I guess, of a certain age, right, that we built with Rocky Balboa and Apollo Creed. And when he died, spoiler alert, it affected you the way that it affected you for a couple different reasons. And we'll get into that as well. 916-909-0985. Give us a minute here. Hang on. Hey, thanks for listening. It's the BS. Good morning. My name's Jason Bailey. Nikki D, not here. She'll be here tomorrow. She uh, went to the Grammys last night and did it up. There is Nelson, Kyle on the other side of the glass, Dougie T. You want to get in on the final hour here? 916-909-0985 on social at Listen to the BS. And, of course, get our podcast there whenever you want. On the Odyssey app or thebaileyshow.com or on our YouTube channel at... The Bailey Show. That's if you care. If you don't, you know, go f yourself. Um, <laughs> so we uh, we lost Carl Weathers over the weekend, and uh, I, I think to at least a lot of people it was a shock because he's like he's he's been pretty active. Like I guess he was in a Super Bowl commercial coming up too that they're going to have to alt. I don't know what they're going to do. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But I, I read this morning that they're going to have to alter it or something. But he's uh, he's in Mandalorian. Oh, right. Yep. Yeah. I mean, he's, it's not like he was an old 76 is my point. You know, it wasn't like he had retired from the business and was just known as this washed up actor from the eighties. Right. And even the nineties for that matter. Mm -hmm. Uh, But Carl Weathers has stood the test of time. You know, I mean, we, to be honest with you, I couldn't tell you what he did prior to Rocky. I'm sure he did a lot of stuff, but we all know him as Apollo Creed. One of the most beloved characters in any movie, especially as big as the Rocky franchise. And then, you know, you get him in Predator, you know, with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then you see him in a comedic world when he did Happy Gilmore with Adam Sandler. My favorite. Right, exactly. Where he's Chubbs, the golf instructor. That was great. It was great. He was funny. He didn't know he was funny. And then you would see, it was kind of like he reinvented himself as he got older, and I got to tell you, as he got older, he looked younger. Right. Minus the, you know, if he would have just get rid of the gray beard, 
He he looked the same as he did as Apollo Creed. Yes. Still in great shape, sounded the same, didn't look like he had anything going on. So you're asking, well, Bailey, how did he die? I don't know. It hasn't been released yet. Natural calls, who knows? I mean, I guess he was said he was surrounded by family and friends. So that means that he had been ill. Right. Yeah, you know, I just don't know what it was. Maybe uh-huh. maybe somebody else knows. I didn't didn't do that much research into it. But I saw somebody on the stream uh early this morning on um on the Facebook said it was like a Mandela effect that they had thought they had thought Carl Weathers had been dead for some years. I wonder why that is. I don't know. I don't see the Mandela effect with him, huh? I don't either. And I don't I can't think of anybody like like, oh, did you just mistake him for this guy? I can't think of anybody who like reminds me of Carl Weathers that I know is dead. The only thing I could think of is that because when Apollo Creed died, it was so real that uh-huh. you actually somewhere down the line thought that he was really dead. That's probably, <laughs> that's probably playing a big part. <laughs> Kyle think Kyle thought it was Carl, the dad from Family Matters. Oh no! Is that a true story? Did you really? Yes, he did. No. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He thought that that was uh, the same Carl, because there's only so many Carls, only so many black Carls to go around, right? I know, but like that was his character name. Carl Weathers is this man's name. So maybe that's it. Maybe the Mandela effect. I want. I almost said the Mandalorian effect. The Mandela <laughs> effect. Is that when you are in love with a character so much, and over the years that character doesn't wither away, it just gets stronger. Right. Right. Because then they branched off to that douchebag Michael B. Jordan's franchise of Creed playing his son. Uh huh. And so, you know, the, the, the legacy lives on. Right. So maybe that's it. People actually thought because it was such a powerful death. And by the way, if that's not another reason to hate Russia, Carl Weathers dying over the weekend should give you every reason in the world to hate Russia. <laughs> if you really want to buy into this, they killed him because of their steroid use. Dude, Ivan Drago killed him. You know what yes. I mean? Yes. Yeah. And if he dies, he dies. He dies. He dies. <laughs> really, bla- really bad blood effect that goes uh-huh. down here. Yes. So, uh, so can you think of another on-screen character that died on screen uh-huh. that affected you more than the death of Apollo Creed when Ivan Drago killed him? In the, by the way, my charity boxing match. They got, right. they got James Brown and everything. It was a charity boxing event. That the, yeah, it wasn't the, for the belt. Yeah. Again, <laughs> another reason to hate Russia. They don't, even, they don't even play by the rules when it's charity is involved. Right. Those poor kids that were going to benefit from that charity event got mm-hmm. screwed over because Russia took it way too seriously. Right. I was making a point. Can you think of one? I can think of one. The one that comes to mind is Macaulay Culkin's death in My Girl. And then at the very end, at the very end, she comes in and it's the funeral scene and she can't, she can't come to grips with the fact that he's in there and she, where's his, where's his glasses? He can't see without his glasses. Okay. So, and then Vera runs out, but that's just cause it's a kid. I think, you know what I mean? Okay. Hold on for a second. Let's have a conversation about that. Okay. I want to meet you somewhere, but not in the middle. Okay. All right. I'm coming up. I'm coming up real behind here. <laughs> 
Because first and foremost, no guy should ever use that as an example. Uh, it's just, it just touches my heart. <laughs> All right. Like, there's so many. Like, I just went. You just went from. You just went from the death of Apollo Creed and Rocky to Macaulay Culkin and my girl. Sure did. Can't see without his glasses, man. I, I get it. I know. The bees. I understand. Can't see without them. Yeah, I understand. I get it. <sighs> <laughs> Oh my God! What is that noise? <laughs> you have phlegm in your. Th- you got to back off the microphone, dude. Oh my God! Are you smoking again? No! Just go. I stand back. You're too loud. That's horrible. You sound like you're dying. My girl. Okay. Listen to me. I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Listen to me. So, like I said, I'm coming up from the rear. Uh, I don't meet you in the middle. I'm a little okay. shy of the middle. Now you got to ask yourself: Was that character that he played it in My Girl uh-huh. as powerful as Apollo Creed? No, no. Okay, no. but if you're watching the movie and you, of course, saw the first one, right? Oh, uh-huh. right. Because he died in the second one, right? No, he died in the first one. It, was it the first one? I thought the third one is when he died. There was a third one. No, Rocky? no, 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 no. My Girl. Oh, no, I, there's only one My Girl that I know of. No, there's a My Girl 2. There's a My Girl 2? Yeah. No, he dies in the first one. Arguably just as good as the first one. <laughs> I can't, well, you're making that argument. I don't know if it holds water. I'm pretty sure there's a My Girl 2. I have to know My Girl How do you not two. know there's a My Girl 2 if you are, like, having a, a... Oh, my God, there really is a My Girl 2. Yeah. I had no idea. His brother dies in that one. Oh, no. no! I'm just kidding. No, he got have his glasses. All right, so I don't know. I mean, it's not, you, you agree that it's not as good as Apollo Creed. Yeah, no, it's not as good as Apollo Creed, but I'm also now questioning why you know that there's a My Girl 2. Right. I'm a big 2 guy. Like, Grease. <laughs> sequel? Yeah, I'm a big sequel guy. Like, Grease 2, I think, is better than Grease 1. No, I'll give you that. I do actually like Grease 2. Grease 2 is my jam, dude. Uh-huh. You know? It's grittier. Uh, let's rock and roll. Let's or no. Let's let's rock. Uh, yeah, yeah, I got it. Yeah, cool rider. Cool. Right, yeah. <laughs> Who's that guy? Only if they knew it was Michael. You know all that stuff. <laughs> I love that stuff. What else do you have? Who else? Who else ranks up there? Terminator. The Terminator. Okay. You're talking in Terminator Two. When he gets dipped down to the, when the kid. Oh, God, yes. When they dip him down in the lava and the thumbs up. And the thumbs up's the last thing you see. Yeah, that's tough. Really good. And you know what's even tougher is that you're beat, you got it. They were able to mind F you over a robot. Yeah. Right? Who's coming to kill us? Yeah, who who is a heel at first. Yeah. And so, and then he goes babyface because he, you know. Whatever, but yeah, uh-huh. when when the Terminator went down, that's on par with Apollo Creed dying. God, you got me there. You got me there. Yes, I agree. Uh, I can continue to go. You got any, Doug? Hey, for me, it's more. It's more Moses. Recent. Is that what you said? Man called <laughs> Moses. <laughs> oh, wise guy. Yeah, no. Passion no. of the Christ is what, you just didn't see that coming, did you? <laughs> I had no idea. Whipped you in a frenzy. What's that all about? Yeah. Oh my God. Now, more recently, uh, Tom Hanks and a man called Otto. Uh, oh, that man called Otto. Just yeah. be ready. It's a it's a tearjerker. Yeah, a but movie. but the character wasn't built. So you're missing the point. Like, yeah, the, I get you. That's not even close. I mean, people die all the time in movies, right? And it's you know that they're 
yeah, it's it's once you're in the movie and all that stuff. And I saw a little bit of that movie you're talking about. It sucked. And, and so, like, <laughs> what? Like, but but it's not. It's that's nowhere near Rocky Balboa. That's what I'm talking okay. about. It okay. has to be a franchise. Right. It has to be a character that's built up so big that it's almost like you in real life lost a friend. Nobody will ever say that, Doug. You're right. the you and right. you and him. You two reaching. have to have some weird party because, <laughs> like, what you all gravitate towards. I think I know what you're looking for. How about Darth Vader? Something like that. There you go. My next one. All Perfect right. example. Darth okay. Vader. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Darth yeah. Vader, without a doubt. When Darth Vader dies, spoiler alert, it is the same feeling. He's redeemed. Right. And he again, what's the what's the common thread? Is he heal baby face? Right. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. You know, mm-hmm. healed a healed a baby face. Terminator right. healed a baby face. Uh-huh. What's the common theme with Apollo Creed? Heal Well, he was the bad guy, right? Yeah. Heal to baby face. Okay. That's that's what that's what the American public wants. I have to hate you before I can love you. I have to hate you before I can love you. Okay. That's why, you know, now here's one that kind of goes against the rules is Luke Skywalker. Right, because you didn't hate him. You actually loved him and then you had to hate him because of the way he acted and then you loved him again at the end. Han Solo. Yep. You know, that was a shocker. I wasn't ready for them to kill Han. Yeah, but when they left, when they died, when they got killed, you know, and the, you know, they left the franchise, it was, it just, it was, there was not much, there was not much, you know. They took it, the heart out of it, the soul out of it. Yeah, but it was, it was kind of pointless. It was almost uh-huh. like they did it because they didn't want to be like in real, like it made the movie real. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did it because they didn't want to be a part, like Hans, Harrison Ford didn't want to be a part of Star Wars anymore. No, he just had to come back and finish off the character. <laughs> right, right, right. All right, I got a couple more. I'm okay. gonna we're gonna take a quick one here because uh, I got nobody to answer calls. So I'm going to end the segment early, and you're mm-hmm. gonna play the music. There we go. I'm gonna end the segment early, and I'm gonna screen these calls. Okay. Because I'm a call screener guy. Yeah. And I want to see what people have to say, and they'll come back. And I hope that they're good because that's how radio shows work. Uh huh. So if you're calling in and it's blinking, don't go anywhere. Right. 916-909-0985. And I've got one that no one will ever be able to guess, but it affected me. It's almost on the same lines as your, uh, go- uh, not Gone Girl. Um, my Girl. My Girl one. Uh-huh. It doesn't apply to the rules, but it affected me. Okay. And I don't know why. Still to this day, it affects me. And the person <laughs> that played the character actually just died in real life. Oh, okay. I'll tell you that is here in a minute. Hang on. There's Bo in Vacaville. Good morning to you, Bo. How's it going, guys? Top of the world. Can you name another character just as big as Apollo Creed from the Rocky franchise that made you feel the way you felt after he died on screen? Not in real life. I mean, it's sad that he died in real life this weekend. There's no doubt about it. But I'm just talking about the character, a bigger character that made you feel that same way. I can actually make an argument that this is actually more substantial. John Coffey from the Green Mile. I was just about to say that. Exactly. Yes. Was that Matthew Clark Duncan? Yeah. Michael Clark Duncan. Michael. Mark. Michael Clark Duncan. And he's dead too, right? Like, didn't he yes, pass he away? Is. He yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, he died. Yeah, good call, John Coffey. Okay, so yeah, I, I've never John seen it. Never oh, seen Green Mile. Yeah, I know. I know. That's one I need to see. I know. I, like, I'd see bits and pieces 
And then I just, for some reason, because that's like right at my wheel. That's my squisher. Right. And I don't know why I haven't seen it. So can you, do you want to tell me how he dies? Uh, he was executed. Oh, that's sad. And ro- yeah. but wrongfully. Wrongfully. And because he was, because the time period that it's set in is uh, what, like the 30s or whatever, and he's just a large, a larger than life black man, he was immediately fingered for the crime, even though he was not, not only was he not a bad guy, but he had like magical powers. Like if anyone could have saved anyone, he could heal people with his touch. Oh, it's a, it's like a yeah. ra- race like movie, right? Kind of just in that, in that scene there, it's, it touches on the. In a way, yeah, it is. It, it just, it's race because it's based on the time and the fact that the right. character is black. But just the story, it's, and it's, it's a Stephen King novel turned uh-huh. into a movie. Well, I'll tell And t- it, 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 it's powerful, and I guarantee you, anybody who, does, anybody who did not cry watching that movie at the end has no soul. Okay, right. so I'll tell you, Michael Clark Duncan, I, I loved him as an actor, right? Yes. And that scene... At the end of the Scorpion King, when he and he shakes the no seriously, hear me out. Yes. He shakes the Rock's hand and he goes, you know, rule well, you know that thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just uh, Armageddon when he's holding that big yeah. giant wrench. Yes. Yeah. And, and, uh, Leaving on a jet plane. <laughs> you know what? Actually, that's good. You bring that up. When Bruce Willis dies in Armageddon, that's a little touchy. That's a good one. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. That's a little touchy again because yes, he he does it for all the right reasons. And out of all the people he's going to die for, Ben Affleck, really? Right. You know. Right. So and, and so another live- one that I was and another one I was sticking while I was on hold. William Wallace from Braveheart. Oh my God! Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. But you know what? Here's the thing with that, though. I'm going to kind of disagree because, like, it was time for him to go. Like, he did his part. Like, uh-huh. he he's kind of like Kurt Cobain. He had to go early because if he were to stick around, it's just not going to have the same effect of like what he did. Uh huh. You know what I mean? Very right. true. Very true. So, like, I really wasn't sad when he died. I was more sad about John Coffey, and I haven't even seen that movie. Than I did yeah, William you, Wallace. You, you'll be real sad if you, once you watch that. Right. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Bo, appreciate you listening. Thank you, sir. Have a great hey, day. Hey, no problem, fellas. Take care. All right, we'll see you. Very nice gentleman. Scott in Rockland. Scott? Hello? Yeah. I, well, look, look, I know you, you don't have power right now, do you? Um, yeah. Oh, you do have power? No, I don't have power. Oh, how, oh. Long, how long has it been since you, have, since you lost power? Uh, like 2.20 the other day. Oh, my God. Wow. So it was a restless sleep last night, hot and sweaty, huh? Actually, it was it was okay. Oh, okay. Oh. I was just bored. Just bored. <laughs> right. I'm yeah, usually a late owl. I'm usually a night owl. It's like, did, nothing to do. Did you light a candle and reread all those old highlights that you had <laughs> stored under your bed? <laughs> all right, give me a character, please. Um, well, I, I, I talked to somebody earlier, but I said, uh, Optimus Prime from the original animated Transformers movie. Yeah. Oh, and they chopped him all up. Yeah. Just to let you know how it works. So because I don't have a phone screener, I talk to you, but I have to pretend like I don't know what you're saying on the Uh radio. So it sounds better to the rest of the audience. It's something I absolutely despise to do, Uh but I've got, because I'm lying technically and I got to pretend. So I don't, I was the guy you talked to. So I didn't know you were going to say Optimus Prime, but now I do. I'm going to be like, oh my God. (laughs) That is absolutely 
A great answer. <laughs> and, uh, like I've seen the live action ones. I don't like them as much. I feel mm-hmm. like they changed him up a little bit. Like uh, he's kind of harder, like more cold blooded. He killed a Decepticon in cold blood who was a prisoner. And I'm like, Optimus Prime would never do that. You're right. Yeah, Optimus Prime was always like, kind of like the. He's he, like the epitome of lawful good if you play Dungeons and Dragons or know any of the terminology. Well, he's mm-hmm. he's he's one of those characters that's like, look, I'm a badass. I know I'm a badass, but let's try to diplomatically handle this first. Yeah, everything. And, uh, right. His death uh, upset so many kids that it affected uh, the GI Joe movie where they were going to kill off Duke too, but they didn't, and they put him in a coma instead. Oh, that's oh right. Wow. Yeah, because that- like, do you remember that scene? Like how how like cheesy it was or like oh Duke awoke from his coma it's like some guy like off to the side saying it that's why uh-huh. yeah, yeah. But, but here's the thing with G.I. Joe I mean this is a real nerdy conversation I gotta end it because we're really nerding out but here's the thing with <laughs> Optimus Prime is the leader so you fall in love with him yeah. because he is well, and the leader, wasn't he? It, Duke is the unwritten leader Oh, but you never. Oh, yeah, I, think, I think General Hawk is actually one of the leader. Yeah. If you go uh-huh. back to the beginning of the GI Joe stuff, there's never really like a leader. Yeah, you know, there's no boss. Yeah, they don't set out who the top yeah. dog is. There's no Cobra right. Commander. There's no Destro. 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 There's nobody like that. So it's like it's just I forget in the cartoon who usually is the leader, but I don't believe it's Duke. I think it's always somebody it's else. Is, Duke. is it? Actually, anyway, leader, we're yeah. nerding out too much. I gotta go. Mm-hmm. Thanks for your call. <laughs> okay. All right, we'll see you. Here's some other ones. Okay. Take your pick, and then I'll bring it all back around on why these certain people in cinematic history affect us so much when they die on the screen. Okay. Take your pick from a Walking Dead character. So there's, I, I don't know if you were into the, the series or not, but mm-hmm. 90% of the time they would, that was their thing, is they mm-hmm. would kill off a main person. When yes. They, when they killed off Scott Wilson, that was probably the worst, right? When uh, the uh, other old guy, when he, when Irony got killed off, uh, uh, yep. you know, um, what they call him? Uh, Dog. Herschel or whatever. No, that Herschel was Scott Wilson. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Irony Singleton played... Um, was his T dog? T dog. Oh yeah, yeah. T dog. Oh, T dog. You know, and and in the Walking Dead camp, Dang. it was it was known that like they didn't tell people when that character was being killed off. Even the person that was being killed off, they didn't know until almost day of. Uh huh. But it was like a badge of honor to be killed off on the Walking Dead. But to us as fans. We're like, you don't, that's not how this works. You don't kill off main characters. Right. But they had a plan all along on what they were going to do. Mm-hmm. You know, now they have the new one with Rick as, as back with Michonne and stuff like that. But when his wife was killed off and how his wife was killed off. Right. Like her son shot her. Yes. That's hardcore. Yes. You know, I mean, it doesn't get more, but you became so attached to these characters. They did such a great job of making you fall in love with these characters that when they got killed off, you were surprised because you were, you, you would always think it was too soon, but in all actuality, it wasn't too soon. No, it was just right. Because if you, if it was too long, then you wouldn't feel the emotional impact of their death. No one else has really done what they did is that they recreated characters quickly. So you fell in love with new characters to extend the season. So you didn't get bored with the same storyline. Right. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. You know, 
So, uh, but there were some that they thought got killed off too soon. Some that should have been killed off. Like people were over Carl when he hit puberty. Yes. Poor kid, you know. God, get rid of him. Right, right, exactly. You know, poor kid's God. just trying to be an actor. But everybody started. Carl. It, it was that episode with the deer. And every, yep. a, after that, everybody hated him. But, you know, uh, Herschel was the big one. You know, when, yes. when Herschel and how he died, he was decapitated by the governor. Oh. And he looks at him and he just kind of smiles and is like, it's my time. But, like, that was pretty hardcore. I remember watching and going, oh, my God. Yeah. Because you always knew a main character was going to be killed off. When Glenn and uh, Abraham were killed off by um, Negan. Uh, Negan. It, it was a gruesome death, mm-hmm. you know, but you were like, how is, who's, you knew somebody was going to die. Right. Who, you didn't see two people dying. No, and that's, they threw that in for the people that were like the, well, this is how they did it in the source material. Because they did kill Glenn in the comic, in that scene, but the Abraham did not die in that scene. Well, it was like you had to get two for one. Yep. Because you didn't have any other characters that you could kill off that were like, you couldn't kill off Maggie or anything like that. No, no, no. So you're like, all right, let's do a twofer in order to have the same effect. You know, when Rick killed his boy, Shane, you know, yes, Shane was like, I'm off to Hollywood, y'all. Right. I got to get out of this walking dead thing. I got bigger things on the horizon. So anyway, the point of this. Oh, here's the last one. You didn't see coming. Uh Right. Sandy. Sandy. What? From. From Greece? No, not from Greece. From Growing Pains. Oh, from Growing Pains. Yeah, 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 yeah. Matthew Perry, three-episode series. You love this part of Growing Pains. As Tracy Gold's boyfriend. But he's a drinker, right? Yeah, he gets in a a car crash. And they have to explain, like, alcoholism and, like, DUI and DUI death. But but he was fine. He was fine when she came home. And then, you know, um, Kirk Cameron answers the phone and he's like, uh, he died. No, he didn't die. No, he didn't. I was like, he died. you know, and so he died because he had some some after effects. And then, they mm-hmm. could, you know, they ended early so they can do like the minute PSA. <laughs> right. And they're sitting on the stool with the spotlight. And it was like, this was not real. This was a real that, that kind of thing. Right, real quick. Uh, Robert and Antelope, what do you got? Um, hey, morning. Opie from Sons of Anarchy. Good one. Yeah, that's TV. That's TV. But yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, Opie was so sad because uh, Jax had to just sit and watch it happen through that window. Yeah, painful. Which one was Opie? Opie was the tall, badass looking one with the long hair and the cool beard. Well, the, the younger guy. Well, Sons of Anarchy was similar to like Walking Dead. where They would kill off characters at the end of yes, each season would. too, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. It was the same formula. All of them. Yeah. All right. Not quite to the volume that uh, Walking Dead did, especially like early on. No. All right. Appreciate you, Robert. I got to run. Thanks for listening, sir. Thanks, guys. All right. We'll see you. One last one. Give it to me. You ready? You're not. This, this one's really, really out in left field. Okay. And I forget his name and I forget his character. Hmm. But when he died, it had some sort of thing and some sort of way on me. Officer and a gentleman, Richard Gere's buddy. Oh, what was his name? And he and he hanged himself. Yes. Because the chick didn't want him anymore because he quit the academy. Right. Mm-hmm. After he swallowed the diamond. Oh. And Richard Gere finds him in the bathroom. But I think it was more of a thing because Richard Gere is such a great actor. <laughs> he elevated the scene. He did. Yep. 
<laughs> and then he breaks up with his chick over it because he's pissed off. And then he goes back and fights Luke Gossett Jr. Who goes back and fights Luke Gossett Jr.? What are you thinking? But to lose credit, he knew he was in some sort of way, so he fought him. Uh-huh. You know, and it was a draw, but he knew he got it out of him because he knew he could push him to the limit. Lift goes up where we belong. (laughs) And then he goes and saves his chick from the paper mill, and they live happily ever after. And still to this day, I've been waiting for an officer and a gentleman, too. That's right. Because I want to find out what's going on. (laughs) It's all about them sequels. (laughs) I would like for there to be a crossover with Officer and a Gentleman 2 and the next Top Gun. Ooh, I like it. (laughs) I like it. (laughs) What? Why? Well, it's the Navy and the Air Force. I'll do anything okay, for the Top that's Gun. Fair. Right? That's fair. <laughs> top Gun 3. Can you imagine that he's getting his orders from Richard Gere? <laughs> oh, yes. We need more Richard Gere in our lives. What oh. the hell happened to him? Right? Like, you're going to be going on the hamster mission. You don't get that? I don't get It's been a while since I've seen the... The gerbil mission. The, the, ger- it, the gerbil mission. Yeah, is it yeah, a yeah. gerbil or a hamster? It was a gerbil. Yeah, it was, it was a gerbil. Allegedly. The rumor was he put the gerbil in the paper towel thing <laughs> in the butt. Allegedly. Right. Yeah. Yes. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly, right. And you can't believe that because anybody that's got balls enough to do that, you should just own that. Right. You come out and say that. You release the video footage. Absolutely. If I'm using <laughs> gerbils to get off, I'm uh-huh. telling the world. I just don't know what the gerbil could have done for you up there. Scratches. Tickles. Yeah, but that feels like it would hurt. They got claws. I don't know. Maybe he takes That's them tender, to the nail salon. Maybe, tender. maybe he smooths them out. Who knows? <laughs> Gets a nail done. Maybe it's part of his habit trail. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fourth and final round of headlines. Roll some credits. Get out of here for a rainy Monday. What do you got? Young people are choosing this over late night partying, and we might have finally found Sasquatch. Oh, my God. All right, fourth and final round of headlines, and uh, any last minute calls, comments, concerns, get those in and get out for a Monday here in a minute. Stand by for news. News, 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 news. It's time for today's top two. Alright, fourth and final round of headlines. Big thanks to good guys heating and air. 530 good air, Nelson. Gen Z could be called Gen Get Some Z's. H7. Every disease that is killing us in developed nations from cancer, Alzheimer's, diabetes, cardiovascular disease, stroke, even suicide, they all have significant and causal links to insufficient sleep. Young adults more and more are choosing sleep over late night partying, so much so it's affecting how bars and restaurants are organizing their rush. 31% is the jump in reservations from 4 to 6 p.m., according to Yelp, in the last uh, last two years. And reservations after 6 p.m. have fallen that exact amount. I, 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 that's good. Absolutely mm-hmm. good. Like good for you, generation whatever you are. Get your, get your sleep. I wish. Yep. I, I, that's why I was so excited earlier. When I was talking about the in memoriam stuff. I see that. And I'm like, <laughs> I need a nap like that. <laughs> Can no. you imagine how rested, You're ridiculous, you will be after you die? Well, they do say sleep like the dead, don't they? I guess whoever says that, they're spot on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's you know my my daughter's the same way. Like she will even you know. When she goes to see her friends back east, she's she's you know what are you doing tonight? 
well, I'm tired. I came home early. You know, or we came home. Her and her friends came home early. That's so weird. Like, they don't even have the one that's a part of the, the group that's peer pressuring them going, you know, I always had, you know, there was always, like, I sometimes I wanted to come back in college. I was tired or my allergies were bothering me. Mm-hmm. You'd always have that one guy, you pansy, you this and you this and this. You know, right. Like, all right, man, I'm not driving. You know, then they'd be, like, angry. Like, I'm not taking you home. You got to find your own way. You yep. know, th- those kinds of things. So you had to go and party. But truth be told, some of the best times I had was when I was forced to go out, too. Yes, you got to go out, man. You know, Nine and a half hours, that's what they're saying. The person in their 20s is getting an average of nine and a half hours of sleep. <sighs> that's a lot. That's too much sleep. I agree. That's what... That's that's a lot of sleep. Yeah, you're sleeping your whole life away. Nine and a half hours? Yeah, that's a little bit too much. I didn't know it was that much. Yeah, it's getting a little out of control. All right, second story. One man in Mississippi says, I have found Bigfoot, age eight. I not see much up through here. I hear the brush popping and stuff. Oh, there he goes. An unnerved man was left asking the public for help and advice after he captured footage of a creature many believe to be Bigfoot. He was hunting on his property in Mississippi, uh, about nine miles west of Tunica, if you're familiar with Tunica, Mississippi. In his video, he was going after hogs. So he heard a rustling. He got up to see what the heck was going on in his hunting camo as he was sitting dead still. And then he thought at first what he saw was a hog, but it appears to be a giant ape-like man. Mm-hmm. Saw the video. Yeah, it's always it's fuzzy. Yeah, you can get, it's amazing. All the other videos, you get really good footage, but mm-hmm. that once-in-a-lifetime opportunity when you're hiding from Bigfoot and he doesn't know you're there, footage and just, yeah. yeah. I can zoom in from the the 4,000 level of any arena to see spit flying out of the front, like, mouth of, like, the lead singer in any concert, but I can't get one footage of Bigfoot that's not grainy. Yeah, it's amazing. All right, (laughs) let's get out of here. I do want to remind you on uh, the station website, krxq.net, krxq.net, taking your rock and roll love story. Share your classic love story. And you get a chance to win a $500 gift card to Shane Company. Ones like Rosalinda in Yolo County. I want to nominate my mom, who met my dad, is a kickboxing class in the 80s. Her father is a kickboxing class. She kicked my dad in the head at practice, and they fell in love. (laughs) That's all you got to do it. I'm just reading what they wrote. She deserves something for herself, for being a great wife and great mother. They're still together today. They're the reason I am here and keep living through the hard times and good. She's one tough cookie. Thank you. So if you can beat that or just come close, then go to the website and upload your stuff. All right. Uh, Nikki D will be back tomorrow, probably with Grammy stories from her experience. Nelson, you got anything before we get out? Uh, Yeah, I'm looking for DMs of any advice I can do to take my super aggressive daughter and get some of that uh, excitement beat out of her, you know? There you go. Dougie T. Jimmy Buffett should have got a little more love on the in memoriam. There you go. I listen to the BS. Like, share, follow on social. Mickey is up next. Enjoy. Then 3 o'clock, my poker buddy Abe Cannon. And if all goes well, we'll be back here tomorrow at 6. Have a great, safe rest of your day. Bye! That's enough nonsense for today. This has been The Bailey Show. What big award did you win today? You know, I kid out of disappointment. I'm not listening, not anymore. The BS. If you can't wait for the next installment, grab their podcasts on the free Odyssey app or thebaileyshow.com. Later, dudes. 98 Rock.